is coming down from the gallows and I don't have very Hello and welcome to episode 74 of the UK Steelers podcast. You join us always by myself, Simon Stanley, and the three co-hosts, Gavin Marshall, Dave Hart, and Rich Cetrone. Um, and a little bit later, we're going to be talking about, we're going to be kind of cutting the ribbon, I suppose you'd say, on our draft coverage as we look ahead to this week's Senior Bowl. And to do that, we needed someone who's actually spent some time familiarising themselves with this draft class and, and knows what they're talking about, as opposed to us four uh, pillocks. So uh, we've got a guest on today, and it's, it's Mike Farrell. How are you doing? Good, good. Nice to uh, nice to speak to you guys. Hope you're all well. Right, very yeah, thanks good. Thanks for coming on, man. Thanks for coming on. No, no, no. Appreciate it. Now, it's just dawned on me, mate, that I didn't even ask if that was your last name. I just assumed by the email. <laughs> good guess. Yeah, oh, okay. Thank God for that. That, that, that. That's one problem um, avoided already. So, Mike, you're a Steelers guy um, as well as a draft guy, so um, mm. you're kind of the perfect guy to have on. You understand kind of all our needs and stuff. And it's it's an obligatory question, I think, at this point. Um, what kind of led you to be a Steelers fan? Um, so, I suppose I started following the NFL back in 2005. A friend of mine um, sort of introduced me to it on a, on a more on a more in-depth basis and sort of pushed me to to pick a team. You know, I, I didn't have any sort of allegiances and realised that so I had a few family members out in America, some in based in Florida, but quite a lot based in Pittsburgh. Um, my grandfather and both his brother emigrated out there back in like the 50s. And while my grandfather moved back to Ireland, his brother stayed there, had a family and all the rest. So I knew I had family based out there. So I, I took, a, took a punt and decided, yeah, Pittsburgh will be the team for me. Um, which was conveniently the season they won the Super Bowl against the Seahawks. Um, so I thought I was onto a winner there. Oh, you'll never live that down. You've done a dance site better than me, though. We've done sod all ever since I started supporting them. I came in just after the whole Super, well, just after the Super Bowl loss. So um, at least you got some glory there. <laughs> some, some, thankfully. Seems like a long time ago now, though. Um, and I got talking to you on Twitter, right? Actually, you, you kind of messaged me, and, and you, we got talking about the draft and whatnot. And and you sort of do a lot of sort of in depth uh, like research, I suppose you'd say, on on the players pretty early. I mean, we get into it kind of now and after the Super Bowl, but you're already clued up on a lot of these guys. So, talk to me about how you ended up doing that every year. Yeah, I, I suppose the uh, the way the season ended for Steelers allowed me to to start it a little bit earlier, unfortunately. Um, but I started this with a friend of mine about nearly 10 years ago. We we sort of took the philosophy of, well, you know, when the draft was on, you'd sort of find out the next morning who your team picked. And, you know, you're you're becoming a fan of this player for four or five years, maybe longer. And then realise that actually, do you know what, it'd be interesting to have a bit more knowledge about that player's background rather than just, you know, the college they were they were attending or the position they played. So that sort of started around 2012, 2013. And it's just kind of grown grown and grown as, as the seasons have gone past really and you know I've always been keen to try and get as much players as I could and, and I, you know with this season especially decided you know what I'll start things a little bit early um, so yeah sort of taking taking my uh, taking my time over the last four weeks you know plenty of time still to go um, but yeah pleased to have made a, a bit of a dent this season as a composed orders. What's your, what's your sort of process take us through how you uh, how you evaluate um, well, this year I decided to take a slightly different approach only because it, it's happened a couple of times, Gavin, I'm sure it's happened to you as well, where you might be keeping an eye on a player and then finding out that they, 
decide not to declare and stay in college. So yeah, you know, you scout a player and then think, you know, you, you might put a grade on him and then realize actually he's not going to be not going to be uh, doing anything for 12 months. So that sort of gets binned. So I sort of targeted senior bowl attendees. You know, these guys, you know, they're going to be in the draft. That's why they declared for the senior bowl. So sort of this year round, what I've kind of done is, is targeted those guys first, wait for all the rest of the players to declare and then sort of kind of pick up the rest of the guys then as and when, uh, as and when I get through the senior bowl roster. Oh uh, yeah, that's, that makes sense. And what do you, are you, are you kind of just on YouTube or are you, are you, uh, you got the foot, the college, you watch college games or how, how do you do it? Predominantly YouTube. Um, I, you know, I'll try and watch college games throughout the year, but you know, college games on Saturday, Steelers on Sunday. <laughs> it's a long. <laughs> we, 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 yeah, it's a it's a lot to take in. I don't think I can get the wife to sign off that every weekend. Um, but I'll, I'll so I'll sit down and try and get as much games as I can on on individuals. I'll, I'll usually try and get sort of four games as best I can on, on YouTube for for the for the majority of the positions and then sort of quarterbacks I might look at sort of five, six, maybe seven as well, just because the importance of the position. Okay. Awesome. Uh, did you, I don't know, were you around when we kind of tried to do this when we entered the fraternity of YouTube scouts last year, Mike? Did you hear any of those shows or, or did you pick up later? Um, I, I picked up later, but I have, li- I, I, admittedly, I have listened to a couple sort of around this time last year just to sort of get an understanding of, of, of you know, how much you guys were chatting about it and stuff like that. Yeah, I, um, I just wanted to understand if you know if you knew how useless we were, or if you were going to pick that up halfway through the show. <laughs> Scatter shot, I'd say, is our approach. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes you need to. Unfortunately, there's not a. Sometimes with some players, based on the colleges, especially, there's not a vast amount of uh, amount of tape. Yeah, it can yeah. be tough. It's I mean, it's good. Small guys, but sorry, go. It's it's good you're a Steelers guy because I think we we come at it very much from the point of the Steelers. You know, like last year we 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 didn't we knew there was going to be no first round pick, so we kind of. Mm binned all those guys off that we had kind of you know the, the national media had you know first round grades on there was almost we kind of watched them just for our own interest or for fantasy or whatever mm-hmm. but we kind of spent more time looking at the second round and so it's, it's nice this year that with it, there's so many picks and they can go so many different ways but it's great that you're a Steelers guy because then we can get into you know more of the sort of needs and and the kind of you know the fits so that's good no absolutely we can look at it sort of at two different fronts not just the, the class entirely but also sort of the Steelers needs and, and, and given the way free agency might potentially look for us this season we might have a lot of them yeah <laughs> um, awesome well thanks for joining us Mike um, we, we're going to do a bit of news first but feel free to pipe up as and when you wish you, you're here as a member of the show for all of it so if you've got any thoughts on something we're about to talk about feel free to tell us um, Gav hit that news drop That's right, outrage in LA today as Steelers signed Dwayne Haskins and local man goes on rampage down High Street. Um, <laughs> that's a reference to Rich not being too pleased about this. <laughs> um, <laughs> so the Steelers signed Dwayne Haskins. This, this came as a shock to me. Um, it's up now, before everyone panics, it's only a reserve futures deal. It's a one-year, 850k. Um, he'll compete for a roster spot in training camp with with Dobbs and Rudolph, I imagine, and we'll see how that goes. But um, apparently it was all about fit for him. You know, it was a, it was a chance to develop. Um, it was all about finding the right place to go. I mean, he's had a as meteoric fall as, as Josh Rosen, I suppose, at this point, um, after starting a few games for Washington at the start of this year. Um, now, I've, I've got a lot of different takes from all over the internet about this, but I'll open it up. I'll, I'll go to Rich first, because Rich, you had strong thoughts on it, and I want to hear, hear your thoughts um, first, and, and then we can talk a little bit about Haskins himself. Well, after finding out the whole particulars of the deal, 
you know, it it appears to be a a, a no lose situation. I mean, it looks like you know, it, it looks like a very safe situation for the Steelers. Um, so I'm okay with it. Um, I, I would, it wouldn't be my first choice, but as long as they as long as they put his locker next to Cam Hayward's, you know, um, I, I'm probably okay with it because I just don't like what he has going on upstairs right now or what, what he appears to have going on upstairs. He just makes poor choices, you know, and, and you can get away with that with other positions. You know, the Steelers put up with Antonio Brown's antics for, you know, a long time, you know, but if he was the quarterback, they probably wouldn't have, you know, that's the one position where you have to instill leadership. You know, you have to instill, you know, intelligent decisions. Um, when you're in the when you're in the huddle and there's a, there's a minute left in a game and you, you got to travel 80 yards and you're down by seven points, these guys in the huddle have to believe in you. They have to believe they can get this done. You know, and it comes through respect. You know, on the field and off the field as well. So, you know, I don't like his decision making in the past, but hey, you know, everybody deserves a second chance, and that's what he has. And you know, hopefully, he'll make the best of it. Yeah, I mean, this is, is this, I mean, tell me, is there more? This is the third time they've done this, I can think of. Because there's Paxton Lynch, they did the reclamation with, and then uh, Metzenberg, Zach Mettenberger, whatever his name was, who, who, and neither of those two guys saw the field. So maybe this is third time lucky. I don't know if they've done it before, I can't remember. But um, I think, yeah, like you said, Rich, I think it's a no lose, as long as he isn't a total diddlow. But, you know, he, he messed up. You know, he messed up. What did he say? That the league done, screwed up, whatever he said yeah. on draft night? Well, it turns well. out they didn't. And, um, you know, maybe people deserve a second chance, I think. So let's, let's give him a second chance and hope, hope it works out. It would be great if it worked out, wouldn't it? Yeah. Where does he fall on the diddlow rankings, Gav? I'm, I'm dying to know. <laughs> fairly, fairly high, I'd say. I mean, the, the, the COVID girlfriend strip club thing on, on video in it, that's not, not the smartest move, is it? I mean, I mean, it's pretty clear we've all done things probably equally, if not more stupid, during our lives. But I, I suppose he's a guy in the in the in the public eye. He's got to have more of a sort of sense of what's what he should and shouldn't be doing. I suppose. I'm going to go I, out on a limb, Dave, and say that if I was Dwayne Haskins, I'd have done something more stupid. <laughs> you, you have done you have done things more stupid than that. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind, might have you have. But um, I, I mean, I, I don't hate I don't hate it. It's there's very little to hate about it. It's it's low risk potentially high reward right i mean he's right he's taken a beating as a result of that o-line he was playing behind for a bit and i mean you can't really, I, I feel like i can't judge too much of what you've seen of his time in the nfl because he's been that pressured and that uh, and hit that many times he started seeing ghosts after a certain time i think you're yeah. just sort of panicking so I, I, I try to try to look back a bit of his tape when he was in in Washington, and you're like, well, I can't really analyze this because he's spending more time running away from guys than actually throwing the ball around. Yeah, it's but hard, it's, hard it's accuracy that worries me, man. I just I'm not sure. I'm not sure about that. Whether whether that can be fixed, I'm not sure he's ever had it. Even when he's in a clean pocket, when he had Trent Williams blocking for him, which which was his um, better year. I mean, it was his rookie year was much better than this year. I mean, he's just awful this year, like un, un, unviable as a QB. So. Um, so it's a big reclamation project, but if he if he pans out as a backup, I mean that would. I mean, Mason played, you know, had a much better year this year in, in limited snaps and than what Haskins showed. So he, you know, he deserves. To, Mason deserves to keep his place at the moment, going into camp or whatever. But um, you know, let's give him a shot, see what he's got. Sure, and I saw on Twitter as well. Um, you might have seen this as well. Kind of a nerdy thing. It said Haskins one year deal, right? He'll be re, re uh, restricted free agent at the end of next year. 
Um, Pittsburgh can use an original round tender that costs two million less than the first round tender, but would still get a first round pick if someone signed him because his original round was a first round. So now this is 4D chess stuff, but what that basically means is, if he showed anything next year, we would get the right of first refusal, and if we did decide to let him go, we'd get a first round pick. Compensatory draft pick jujitsu. Like yeah. It. Yeah, Kevin Corbett. Um, Mike, I'm guessing you were doing draft stuff around when, when he came out. What did you think of him uh, coming out originally? Um, to be honest, some similar concerns that uh, that Gav mentioned, you know, about, about accuracy. And in, in fairness, one of the criticisms was that it was a fairly simplistic offense at Ohio State. And, you know, how much was he be gonna, would he be able to translate into, a, into the pro system? Um, you know, and unfortunately, you know, we, we might have seen the evidence of that. Um Surely he'll, t- he'll uh, turn things around um, follow, following following signing for the Steelers. Most definitely, yeah. Could get that good uh, that good juju, yeah, see, <laughs> see, in the locker room, and um, yeah, hopefully, I don't know. It's interesting if nothing else, right? It gives us something to watch through the off season in the training camp. Um, and yeah, it, it's a low risk deal, so we'll move on. We'll keep an eye on it. Um, the other big big news that came out this week was Vance McDonald announced his retirement. Um, Steelers save about five million on the cap. He may well have been a cap casualty anyway. We spoke about this a couple of weeks ago, um, but I just think it's we, we got to kind of pay some reverence to to Big Vance McDonald. You know, I mean, he'll be remembered most for that big block, uh, not block, sorry, um, big stiff arm. Stiff arm. Um, and I think that's something that'll that'll last long in Steelers' memories for for many decades to come because that was a classic play. But um, I'll be sad to see him go, but I think the writing was probably on the wall uh, whether he retired or not. I wonder if this is kind of why he made the decision. It feels like it, the play sort of dropped off this year. We were kind of asking why. Maybe you know, old father, our father time is undefeated. It caught up with him a little bit, and he couldn't couldn't put it together like he wanted to. But I feel like I'm sure it's been said in other places. But he was a great free agent signing, and 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 felt like he'd become a stealer, like almost like he was a draft pick in a way. Um, so yeah. It's sad to see his playing days over. He's been a well-liked player in these circles, I'm sure. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. And that opens up, I think, even more when we get to the draft in a bit. Tight end is, is looking uh, as as desperate as ever a place to... Especially a blocking tight end, Gav, as you've mentioned ad nauseum the last few weeks, so mm-hmm. I'm sure mm-hmm. we'll get to that. Um, Matt Canada was confirmed as offensive coordinator, I think. I mean, it's all been a bit weird. Um, we confirmed it last week, right, when we did the news. We spoke about it like a, a lot. And then I spent all week hearing that he might or might not be and that we might have interviewed Hugh Jackson <laughs> or something. Um, so things got a bit weird there. I'm pretty sure Matt Canada is our offensive coordinator now. Can, can you confirm that for me, Gav? Uh, uh, as far as I know, yeah. Well, okay. I thought he was last week, but well, you know, yeah, so did I. what do we know? <laughs> Um, what was all this Hugh Jackson stuff about? Anyone get a bit scared at that? I, I think um, Hugh Jackson's got uh, is a tarnished reputation unfairly. I think he's he's not he's quite a good offensive coordinator. I, I wouldn't have minded that. I thought you know, but I'm sure lots of people are spitting at their you know phone right now. Me saying that, but I I, I wouldn't have hated it. Yeah, he's such a sympathizer. I, when I don't like people, I say it. But I, I you know, Hugh C- Jackson maybe not the best. Uh, no, maybe not the best head coach, but as a, as an OC, I thought he was okay. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Well, uh, yeah, I thought she just mentioned that, that it seems he is definitely ingrained as offensive coordinator. And, and speaking of news that can't decide if it's news or not, um, we still seem somewhat unsure if Pouncey is definitely retiring, which we said he was last week. And we still seem a bit unsure if Ben is definitely coming back, which we said he was last week. Um, so again, reports kind of flying around from every which way. 
And I really don't know what to make of this. Do you, do you think that, that Pouncey and Ben just haven't made the decision yet? <laughs> well, they've not announced it officially, have they? So. <sighs> I don't know, um, man. It, it's weird because, like, Zach Banner, was it Zach Banner? No, sorry. Um, Ramon Foster was on Twitter the other day saying, listen, until Pouncey says it, like, he has not made his decision. And uh, that's even after Mark Caboli came out and said that he was retiring. So, I don't know. I mean, judging by that conversation between Ben and Pouncey on the sideline, when Ben was shedding a tear, it's it seemed pretty, you know, like they'd clearly had that conversation between the two of them. Like, it was... No, it was something that was probably going to happen, if not already decided, from what from their conversation they had. Maybe I'm reading too much into it. Yeah, well, he d- he did say, didn't he? You know, I only did, I only came back, you know, because you came back, and, and yeah. Oh, I don't know, man. Scent is going to be a big issue either way, I think. But we're gonna. It's we were talking about it last week, right? You could maybe kick the can down the road one more year if you want to start pouncing again next year. But otherwise, that leaves a, a gaping hole in the middle of that offensive line. So, I don't know about you guys, I'm just sat here on tenderhooks waiting for some kind of announcement on this. Yeah, it's just so, we, we don't know what's going on. With free agency, the cap, everything, it's all flux. Everything's up in the air, yeah. <laughs> I feel like I have no idea what's happening. And no combine, it's all weird. Yeah. It's a weird off-season. Yeah, what news is news and what news is fake news, we don't know. But we've become accustomed to that over the last four years, or whatever. And then there's that bell-end Mark Madden putting out oh, TJ Watts stories. Oh, I'm <laughs> glad you said it. I'm glad you said it, yeah, Matt Madden, saying that TJ didn't attend his exit interviews, left straight away, then TJ calls him out on Twitter directly. <laughs> Don't know who your sources are. Uh, what I loved about that was Matt Madden came back to, um, sorry, uh, yeah, Matt Madden came back to TJ and said, I stand by my report. It's like, what? Stand by your report that, that, that is objectively false, like people have come out and said that it didn't happen. They were there. that guy. Maybe we should get him in the podcast. No. <laughs> <laughs> Let him fight his corner. Um, the only other thing I wanted to mention is nothing to do with the Steelers anymore, but I thought people might have missed it, so it's a fun little one. Um, old old Marty Bryant has signed for the CFL Toronto Argonauts. You see this, Kev? Well, apparently, apparently he's faster than every Steelers wide receiver, right? He's, he's faster than everyone in the Steelers building, yeah, still. Yeah, it's amazing. They've, they've got a steal there on their hands. Well, I'm surprised they've even got him. I heard he was like heading to uh, Japan for the... 2020 Olympics that have been delayed. <laughs> yeah. So, well, good luck to. Him. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. He's been out of football for God knows how long. So let's see if anything happens there. Um, that's all I had for news. I kind of ran through it pretty quickly. Is there anything I missed that, that's major? It's like I say, everything's a bit up in the air right now. We're waiting for uh, after the Super Bowl when things start to become a bit clearer. Nothing for me. Wow, that's the first. Sorry, I was dealing, I was trying to stro- uh, t- to turn off my missus's uh, iPad, which was making noises. <laughs> it's now been silenced. Uh, yeah, no, I'm good. I'm good. Okay, um, let's have a quick chat about the playoffs before just before we get to the draft thing. We don't need to talk about the Super Bowl this week because we have the the nice little bye week that's planted in here with uh, no Pro Bowl or anything, so uh, we can do all the picks and whatnot and worry about that next week. But um, I don't know about you guys. I was a little bit a little bit disappointed with the the championship weekend. Usually, my favourite kind of football weekend after the draft, in terms of actually watching the games. but uh, oh, really? I really enjoyed it. I had a great time. Really? Yeah. I don't know. It, what was, did it, you, what, what was, I thought the the first game was exciting, and then the second game got out of hand pretty quick, but I mean, who can't enjoy watching the Chiefs play like that? I mean, amazing. The first game, I, I think I'd kind of set myself up, and I was like, oh, I just really want a classic, well, at least one just, just absolute classic game. You know, it just felt like the matchups were great. 
I think I think the first one could have got there. It was kind of lining itself up to go that way, and then I don't know why Aaron Rodgers doesn't run that ball in, and I don't know why Matt Lafleur doesn't go for it for sure. But mm. it feels like he's been let down in the past, uh, uh, Rodgers. You know, it feels like not having the right receivers, the right personnel, was was what cost him that game. I thought, you know, because how 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 much better could Rodgers have played? Not much, but he's getting balls dropped, and you know, I mean, the the, the core of receivers outside of Devontae Adams. It's not. It's not. It's not good enough. I don't think personally to to put them over the edge. Well, uh, and, and, and you look at the, sorry. You look at their, who they drafted. You know, Jordan Love, yeah. AJ Dillon, who who we like, but is you know he was effectively you know sort of second or third string running back in that game. And then I think their third pick was a fullback. So you know, if they the whole fan base was calling, let's get Rogers another you know like another receiver. What a difference that would have made in that game. I feel like after I said that last week, when I mentioned they should have got Justin Jefferson, all I heard all week was people kind of taking the piss out of people saying that they should have gone and got a, a wide receiver. I don't know if this kind of crossed your your ears over the week, but it felt like people were like, oh, I'm sick of hearing that the Green Bay should have drafted a wide receiver. But then I felt like it came true in the game. Like, Yeah. Well, I had my voice to it. I've just said it as well, didn't I? So yeah. I, I, I well, agree you with you. <laughs> I don't know. It just... Uh... It wound me up because we got another Brady Super Bowl, which is one thing. I mean, you're going to say, "Oh, you got to respect the greatness and, and fine," but I mean, come on, dude, he's going to play without you know against a team with no left tackle in Green Bay, and now he's playing a team with no left tackle in Kansas. Oh, this guy, this guy, he gets all the breaks. <laughs> I don't know. So you're in that camp of Steelers fans who hate, still hates him despite him no longer being in New England. I don't hate Brady. I'm just bored of it. I'm sick of it. I, I actually feel at this point that he's like devaluing Super Bowls. Like, I, I, how, how can you be bored of it, man? I'm sick the of man, it. I mean, he's not what he once was, but he's still playing at such a high level and just picking teams apart and making Kevin King look like an absolute moron. Um, oh, Kevin know. King. Can we just... Kevin King, cut that dude tomorrow. Oh, my. What a game. That, that was one of the worst all-time playoff games. Yeah, but don't leave him like single, singled up at the end there with you know seconds to go on the clock. What was that? <laughs> that was like a savage play. I mean, that, he's never that's gonna he's that's gonna haunt him for the rest of his days. I think. I mean, jeez. I don't know, Rich. What do you think of these games? You enjoy it? Somewhat. I, um, I was expecting a little more from Rogers, but like you guys uh, mentioned, that he he doesn't have the weapons, and they did have a lousy draft. I didn't understand their draft at all. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, what I, I'll tell you what I want to see is I want to see that, um, if that Buccaneer pass rush can get to Mahomes like they got the Rogers, um, cause that's going to be a really interesting game if, if they can, because if they can't, you know, Mahomes and the chiefs, they just tear through everyone. They can be down 14 points at the half and that's no problem. They're built to come back and it's no problem at all for them. So I, I really want to see the Buccaneers get after him and I'd like to see a, a good game. Um, I was kind of disappointed with both games. Uh, you know, Rogers had the ball in his hand for three series at the end of the game and he couldn't, couldn't get it done. You know, um, and the Bills were disappointing. I thought they would give the Chiefs a, a better game than they did. Josh Allen didn't have a very good game. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm just hoping for a good Super Bowl. I don't know who to root for because, you know, I don't want to see Brady get another Super Bowl because if he does, I'm going to have to admit he's the greatest of all time. Because at this point. <laughs> oh, I'll, now you'll do it. 
I have to. I have to at that point. Because right now, if I if my life depends on one game, and you, then somebody says, you know, God says, put your put your best team together, Citroen, because your life depends on it. I'm taking <laughs> Montana. I'm going to take Montana. You know, 11 touchdowns, zero interceptions, and four Super Bowls, 4-0. and I'm going to take Montana. Brady has two two Super Bowls that he show lost. They were handed to him by the by the opposite coaching staff by stupid decisions at the end of the game, so he should be down too. So I'm going to take Montana, but still, all that considered, if he wins another one with a new team in the NFC, man, you got you got to give it to him, you know. So I don't know, and I don't want to see the Chiefs win two. I don't want to see anybody win two Super Bowls in a row unless they're the Steelers. Okay, I don't want to see that, <laughs> you know. So I, at this point, I don't know. I guess I, I guess I'll root for Brady. I don't know where what? else to go. With. Oh, I can't accept this, Rich. I mean, <laughs> well, who am I going to root for? I, I don't understand your reasoning on the Chiefs. Like, you've just stacked up all these reasons why we shouldn't root for the Bucks, but your reasoning on the Chiefs is that you don't want them to win two in a row. No, no, because that kid is so good, man. He could win four in a row. Yeah, maybe I mean, he will. Yeah. I mean, well, I don't want to see that. Come on, that's less chance <laughs> for the Steelers, man. Yeah, but... It's all about the Steelers. Every all my decisions are predicated on how it affects the Steelers. I tell you what I want to see in the off season is the Citrone Life or Death team. That's what I want to see. <laughs> I, lo- I love that Rich have Montana quarterback, regardless of what Brady does. I love, I love that Rich wants no one to win. He, he almost wants COVID to really take over and take a, a real another grip hold of the country and just cancel it all together. <laughs> just a good performance by the Zebras. <laughs> I really wanted to see either the Bills or the Packers win one of those games. I really did, man. Then I had somebody to root for, it. and now it's like, ah, oh, come on, you know. Rich is just Rob Lowe sat in the stands, just 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 rooting for the Shield. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, oh dear. Right. Okay. Let, let, let's let's get to the uh, let's get to the draft talk. That's that's why everyone's here, right? That's why everyone's. That's why Mike's here. That's why we're all here. We're, we're all excited. Um, I wanted to kick this off, um, if it's okay with you, Mike, by kind of talking about the draft as a whole before we get into the Senior Bowl specifically. Um, now, I don't know how good a grasp you've got on the, the, the class as a whole. I imagine you've got a much better grasp than we do, even if you've only kind of focused on the seniors so far. But um, from looking at this class, I, I want to know where are the strengths, you know, where are the weaknesses, you know, where's the top talent, where's the depth? Um, mm-hmm. Have you got an idea yet from what you've looked at about what kind of position groups you might be looking at as the strongest in this draft and what might be the weakest? Um, I've got a sort of a, a fair feeling on on sort of, I, I've as well as targeting the seniors, I've kind of looked more on more on offense um, at the minute. Um, certainly O-line is, is fantastic and, you know, as you kind of going through player by player, kind of acknowledging that the Steelers have a couple of needs there potentially, you're kind of giving yourself a little pat on the back to say, you know, there's a chance we could come out with this draft with with fairly successful players. Um, but, you know, the top guys in the quarterback position who you know are going to be going in the top five or six are, yeah, they're they're pretty special, and I think um, there aren't enough superlatives to describe Trevor Lawrence um, at Clemson. You know, he he is as advertised sort of thing. I think I think Matt Miller. Uh, put him as as ninety nine out of a hundred, the highest rated player he's ever uh, he's ever seen in college football. So there's there's a couple of superstars in that position. Um, oh. Running back is fairly solid. Um, wide receivers again, there's stars at the top. I mean, when you've got a wide receiver who's won the Heisman, um, you know you, it, it definitely perks interest sort of thing. Um, D, I'm I'm so say I'm I'm 
only sort of looked at a couple of linebackers to date, and there's a couple of there's a couple of guys who probably end up in the first round, um, certainly one or two, and maybe the top dozen picks. Um, but I'd say there's a fair fair spread, but definitely O line. I I'd sort of put my hat on the O line talent at the minute, really outstanding. What do you think about the um, the edge class? Because I've seen a couple of people say they think it's a really deep class, but I, I've, looked, I've looked through. I'm not I'm not blown away. What do you, What do you think? Now I haven't gone through the the edge players yet, but I've heard exactly the same as you. You know, there's there's maybe one or two guys who sort of stand out, but then there might be a considerable drop from there. And again, sort of wearing the, wearing my Steelers hat, I'm not really stressing too much about that. Thankfully, you know, um, from you know the the play that we saw from Highsmith. Um, on the presumption, of course, that that, that we don't sign uh, Bud Dupree. Um, you know, I feel we're quite comfortable there. But I, I don't... Yeah, from from what I've heard, it's not sort of the, the, the top players that we've seen, like, you know, from Chase Young this year, for example. Um, just not hearing that that we've got that same talent in that position. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's no there's sort of no blue-chip pass rusher, is there, that's going top five this year? No. No, I don't see that. Which is rare. I mean, you usually see that most years. There's usually one guy who comes out and dominates, but um, that's fine. I like that's why I like the draft. It changes up every year. Um, just going back to the old line um, quickly. You talk about there being kind of this being like an, an all-time old line class. It, does that extend to the to the later rounds? I mean, I know by definition of being a later round, you, you might be a project or you might not be all there, but um, be all there as in <laughs> all the talent, <laughs> no, not not mentally, um, but. Is is this kind of a place where you, there's a lot of depth there as well? Is, is is there a lot that you can maybe target in in, in our later picks and our compensatory? I can't say that word. Gav, help me out. Compensatory. Thank you. <laughs> no, definitely, definitely. I, I think um, you know some some of the big name tackles you're going to see sort of off the board early part of the first round, and then you know with with other talent positions, unfortunately, guys are going to be falling down into that sort of day two, even early day three. And there's a couple that I've sort of seen, and and a lot of even small school guys where, you know, the senior ball is vital for them because they're competing against you know top quality, um, top quality opposition. Um, so sort of an array look at sort of round one all the way down to round four or five I reckon there's going to be players who are going to come out of this and start sort of day one once they get through camp in the preseason I got a question for you Mike um, a lot of people are picking the Steelers uh, taking the Steelers to, to take a, a tackle um, now there's some really great tackles um, in this draft where is your cutoff line for the Steelers? Like, what do you think is going to be your value cutoff line for the Steelers in the first round? Like, obviously, Sewell, Slater, what, uh, Darisaw, and, and probably Jenkins, maybe those four will probably be gone. Like, at what point do you go, okay, the value is not there anymore for the first round? Like, how many tackles down would you say, and the Steelers could still get a, one that's good value in the first round? You could be te- you could be looking at five or six being gone before the Steelers pick, and you know I, I'd still I'd still argue there's a tackle there worth worth taking. Um, you know you've also got the the interior. Um, I know there's been a lot of talk, especially what you mentioned about you know we, the question mark about Pouncey. You know we don't know what's going to happen on that sort of thing. So interior is probably an area we need to think about as well. Um, but you know I, I've seen a lot of people seem to mock um, Alex Leatherwood from Alabama. And um, Gavin, I know you're a big fan of of. of the Alabama players, especially their O-line. Um, oh, yeah. So that that's a player I've seen mocked quite a few times. And, and yeah, I, I can't say I've got too many issues with that. You know, uh, there's other positions I've seen, for example, running back, probably a little bit rich in the first round, personally, drafting where we are. But I think there's enough depth there to tackle where even if five 
five or so players were to go in the top two dozen picks, that we'll have a chance of picking up a starter. The weird thing for me is that um, Walker Little didn't get a, a senior bow invite, or if he did, he didn't accept it because he's he's in that he's in that sort of range, the the where the Steelers will be picking, and um, he's a he's he's highly touted prospect out of Stanford. Um, I haven't actually checked out his tape yet, but I've heard that he's uh, he's a good prospect, and but it's a shame that he's not going to be at the senior bowl. Yeah, surprising because it, it's especially without the combine and everything else associated with that. You know, this is the perfect opportunity for guys to to showcase tape and sort of everything I've seen on Twitter over the last twenty four hours. There's a lot of guys already making a lot of buzz um, from some of the practices that they've been going on. So I was quite surprised to see him not sign up to it either. I was yeah. I was hearing about um, it's funny you mentioned him. I, I was listening to PFF talk about him today, and he, 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 so his story is interesting because he's not played for two years, right? Basically, he had an injury in 2019 and he opted out in 2020, right? So yep. that's that's maybe why he's not got the senior bowl invite. Um, yeah, but he was kind of being pegged as a first rounder in early drafts that year, mock drafts that year. So he could be a guy that falls into the the second round and is maybe an intriguing option there. I don't know. It's so weird. I mean, how <clears throat> there's quite a few players. Um, Trey Smith's another one that's got medical concerns. Um, how 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 are the teams? I've got no idea how the teams are going to assess the medicals. There's no combine. Are they allowed to meet the the players? Are they allowed to get their doctors to check them out? I I, I just don't know. Does it? Anyway, do you know? I, I don't. <laughs> oh. <laughs> these are the real these are the real questions with this draft, right? And that, that's what dawned on me today when when I was hearing about um, Alex Little. There's so many guys that opted out that you didn't even think about, you know? Yeah, um, there's loads. What's the, what's the quarterback um, who's playing at the Senior Bowl? Well, uh, there's a couple. There's uh, Newman. <clears throat> Newman was the one yeah. I was thinking of, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, he, Trey he, Lance opted out as well, so all, all played very few games because they sort of started back up and then stopped again. So, mm. not, so, that, not that he's at the Super Bowl. So yeah. the, there's a lot of guys that, you know, you could be looking at here that maybe they would have played in the senior... How many, I mean, how many guys play in the senior year and then bolster up draft boards? You know, it happens all the time. So we we could be getting loads of sleepers. In this yeah, draft. and it's what I think. I think this is the most important senior bowl for years because there's mm-hmm. all, like you say, all the opt out guys are coming back and they've got to show what they can do. You know, they've got to prove that they they've still they're still game shaped. They're ready. They're improving. They're not regressed in any way. So yeah, it's massive. Um, let, let's get into the, the senior bowl a little bit more then. Um, I think the first thing I kind of want to know because I've, I've tried to get to grips with this a little bit today, but I'm I'm still it's still early going for me. Um, who are the big, huge names that people need to know before going into the Senior Bowl on Saturday? Um, I, do you know what? There's a, a lot of names I've sort of seen over the last, as I say, the last sort of 24 hours who have just had a load of buzz. I'll mention one guy in particular only because, um, you know, we talk about small school. There's small school and there's, there's small school. Um, Quinn Miners, Wisconsin, Whitewater. I can't say it's a it's a college that's jumped, that's names jumped out at me before. Um, I saw some clips of him today and he seems to enjoy playing the position with his jersey rolled up over his belly, leaving that fully exposed, which is a, a joyous, um, a joyous thing to see. Um, and he's been making serious moves today. I think. Um, I think a lot of people just said he's made himself a small fortune just from the last um, the last day or two. Um, I mean, the, one of the big names that I thought about as well, yeah, Mac Jones, the quarterback from Alabama. Um, you know, someone who was touted as a potential Heisman winner. Um, I'm fascinated to see the sort of work that he's going to see, mainly because the you know the team he was playing with with Alabama were phenomenal. You know, Najee Harris at the backfield, Devontae Smith, the wide receiver, and three, at least three fantastic O-linemen. Um, 
how's he going to fare with a non-all-star sort of setup? Um, and Najee Harris, of course, he's at the senior bowl as well, albeit I'm, I'm not sure how much he's going to be playing. I think I've heard he might just be taking interviews in the same way that Devontae Smith is. Um, sort of no measurables. They're just, you know, there to, to meet teams, which is sort of flared up a lot with the uh, with Dolphins reporters that that's exactly where the Dolphins should be looking at with one of do one of the one of those two players. Um yeah there's a fair few talented guys there. You know, there's some some of the some of the other names at quarterback granted aren't there, but I think there's a fair amount of good players across the board um that have been that have been invited to the senior bowl. And as I say, fair play to them and, and for the guys that organise, you know, the guy Jim Nagy, he's he's probably given himself a right pat on the back for some of the players that have been able to um been able to declare for the senior bowl. Do you think do you think Matt Jones is now cemented above Kyle Trask? It's it's unfortunate because Trask injured himself, I think, this week, didn't he? An ankle or a foot injury, yes, so he actually yeah. won't be playing, which I was I was really disappointed because I, I quite like Kyle Trask. I, you know, not not to say a pick at twenty four, but I I quite like him. You know, he he has his limitations, but I think he's suited for certain um certain systems. Um I think Mac Jones could could do himself massive favours this weekend. I really, really do. Um, he just needs to sort of prove that he doesn't have to play b- beside superstars across the board. And if he does that, you know, I don't see any reason why he couldn't fall into the back end of the first round. You've got to give him credit for it because he's got to answer some questions, right? And and the, the actual answers to those questions could be that he's not as good as advertised. Um, so he could have done himself a favour in some ways by not actually playing Mac Jones I think because and then he would just been an, this enigma that had a great season you know and championship winning team but um, yeah it's fair play to him I'm really interested to see him like you say and mm. human it, it's such a balancing act with these sort of guys you know do do they forego the senior bowl and, and you know you hear people doing the same thing when the combine was on about the 40 you know they said they don't want to do the 40 they do it at their pro day because they're concerned if they get a bad 40 at the combine then the pressure's really on you know should they do the combine at their pro day but the last thing people remember is the, com- the 40 the combine, which might not be enough to scratch, so they should do it at the pro day to really improve their numbers. It's such a balancing act on how these players manage this sort of stuff. Personally, I like the guys just going out, um, you know, putting it on the line and showing exactly why teams should be drafting them where they do. Yeah. So outside, so we talked about Newman a little bit. We talked about Jones and Trask. Any of the other guys you think worth looking at or, or probably just, just career backup kind of guys? In the at the at the quarterback position, yeah, quarterbacks, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I I have seen a a little bit of buzz about Kellen Mond from from Texas A and M. I I personally I, I wasn't as sold on him. Um, big big RPO guy, um, and you know maybe that might work for ourselves given given um you know Canada's appointment and, and that sort of system that it might be operating on the Steelers in a couple of years with him at the helm as OC, but. The, you know, other guys, sort of, uh, Ian Book as well might be another one. I think these guys are going to see sort of very, very late uh, late in the late in the draft. There may be priority UDFAs. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, Ian Book and, and uh, Mond are kind of, are they more, they're more kind of Josh, Josh Jobs kind of level, aren't they? Sort of make plays with their feet, maybe not the most consistent arms. Um, Definitely. Not, not, yeah, and Sam Ellinger is the same, the quarterback from Texas. You know, I, I've seen some really good games from him and then I've seen sort of, not so strong games from him, so um, he's another one who, you know, if they, if they do perform well at the well at the Senior Bowl, you know, maybe it might perk people's interest a little bit more. But not to the, you know, not to the point that top thirty-two picks, in my opinion, I think that's far too rich for these sort of players. So it might mean that Kyle Trask falls this injury. I don't know. What, what do you think? Maybe if he if he fell into the second round and he was still there for the 
the second round pick for the Steelers, would, would he be a guy that the Steelers would have to think long and hard about? Is he? Is he? Is he? How similar to Mason is he? I, I think I think he's got a, a probably a better accuracy than Mason, especially on deep balls. Personally, I, as someone who actually quite like Kyle Trask, I wouldn't have an issue with a second round pick. Um, I don't think the ankle injury is that serious. I think it's more so just a bit of a bit of a pain that he won't be able to, to kind of train for the week and play um, play on Saturday. Um, you know, but he had a fantastic year this year at Florida. So I, I, you know, some of the highlights from his game, especially the game I think was against Alabama, he absolutely played fantastic in that game. Um, so I don't think a second rounder is too far from taking a punt to the quarterback. You know, we understand the, the importance of the position, and you know that question mark on Ben, what's going to happen there? Are we? Is it any harm in getting someone in like that who can look um, kind of shadow Ben for the season before taking over the reins the year after? I think for a second rounder, I don't see any harm in taking a punt. Yeah, I mean, as far as I've I've sort of seen is the knock on him is kind of bad decision making, and and maybe not not the best field vision. But like like you say, a big arm and make some big plays. So you know, maybe a second rounder if he, if he does slip, that's someone you, you pull the trigger on. I don't know. Definitely, definitely. And as I say, at a system where we're not sort of asking him, um, you know, to move around vast amount, I don't think he's the most mobile quarterback in the world. He can, he can run a wee bit, but I wouldn't say it's a, it's a firm strength of his. You know, he does have a fair cannon and he's got great accuracy going deep. Um, and with the wide receivers that we've got who can go deep, you know, that might be something that might work hand in hand together. But that that's me being slightly biased because I was quite a big fan. I know I know others aren't uh, quite as big fan of, of, of Trask, but... Um, yeah, I've caught us out. I found I found quite uh, quite a decent quarterback. You know, nearly seventy percent completion rate in college as well. Which for Florida, you know, you're playing against good teams, which is fair. Um, and as I say, against um, you know against Georgia, and I think it was against Alabama last season. He had fantastic games. So you, you know you know he's he's up against good competition, week in week out at college. I I feel like I really need to go off into the mountains and and, and think about how I feel about <laughs> like second round QBs and, and guys like this because I feel like the QBs that succeed in this league are either the super talented guys that everyone you know can't miss dudes in in the first round or maybe you get the guys like the Russell Wilsons the Dak Prescotts who teams just totally miss on right and and they get misevaluated uh, as kind of maybe career backups but end up becoming something more than that I, f- I feel like these guys like your, your Derek Carrs and your um, uh, what's the Broncos dude um, Lock. Drew Locke um, you, you know I, they all feel a bit eh to me you know like are you really going to compete and win a Super Bowl with these kinds of guys who you know people didn't believe in enough to take super early but also uh, I don't know I, you know what I'm saying I, I feel like I've got to go in the mountains and just think on that mm. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's what I, that's what I was kind of getting at with with Trask injury. I think if it, I think if he'd gone out and played and put in a good performance and shown that it wasn't just about having, you know, Tony and and Pitts there as amazing weapons, mm. um, you know, with with new new receivers that he wasn't so familiar with, perhaps that would have put a lot of the doubts to bed and he would have cemented a sort of back end of the first round. But with it with that injury, I feel like he is going to slip into the second round. So he's kind of one of those guys that no one really knows. So is he? Is he? Is he? Could he be? You know, could he? Could he be a big steal? It's definitely possible. And uh, last note on uh, the QBs, Matt Jones. I- I'm rooting for that dude because he looks like me. I mean, that dude's got my body. <laughs> I, mean, I loved it. You look at that picture that um, uh, Burrow took after he won the uh, uh, the championship game last year, where he looked all cool, you know, smoking the cigar. Same picture, but you know, like a dude who's had one too many five guys. Love it. Sign him up. <laughs> Um, dude, dude doesn't know how to make a salad. <laughs> neither do I. Um, 
so Najee Harris is the, is the running back that I keep seeing um, mock to the Steelers. It seems to be him, and, and like you said, Leatherwood seems to be another guy who's up there a lot. But um, what, any other good running backs? Is that's obviously a position that people are going to be screaming for. Maybe not in the first round, but uh, in the in the following round, second or third, because we really only have. Um, a couple of guys locked up for next season. So, any other running backs that strike your fancy, Mike? Um, definitely. I, I I don't know what's in the water at North Carolina, but the two guys they have there, um, Michael Card and Javante Williams, I love uh, Williams. I absolutely love him. Um, I would love if we took him in the second. I don't think he'll make it that far. Um, I really, really think he's 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 something special. Um, and and Carter is incredibly good as well. It's it's definitely one two punch. Um, whoever the quarterback was there should never have thrown the ball. Um, just hand it off to those two guys fifty times combined in a game, and just let them work their magic. Um, I think, I think, I think they've got a chance to be really, really special. Um, sort of a little sleeper. I've got one. You know, it's a, it's a name you don't want to mention too often, but unfortunately, you read Twitter and you see his name crop up, and you think, "Sugar, I had him stocked away in my back pocket, <laughs> hoping hoping there wasn't going to be an international interest." Um, and that's Kenny Gainwell from Memphis. I massive massive fan of him. Um, you know, considering Antonio Gibson la, um, last season, you know he, he had a great rookie season. Albeit he was in a at college, he was in a strange running back slash wide receiver role. Um, so I don't know how much sort of number of carries he got in his final year of college. But you know, there's clearly a good trend of running backs coming out of Memphis. But he's one I've really kept an eye on and thought, you know what, he, he if if we manage to land him in a later round. Um, I'd be thrilled because I know we, you know we mentioned or you guys mentioned last week about taking a running back in the first round and and you know the pros and cons associated with that and if it comes to it where do you know what best player available means we we go out line um, as Steelers and as a running back we may be able to take at the end of day two maybe even early day three someone like Kenny Gainwell could be an absolute steal. Are there any other of these uh, senior bowl guys that kind of jump off the tape to you? Um, Michael, Michael Carter's there this weekend um, I have seen a lot of buzz with Demetri Felton from UCLA um, I've even seen some people say potentially his route running is fantastic would he, would he try out as a wide receiver as well um, so I can imagine a lot of teams are going to be massively jumping on the bandwagon there for someone who can potentially stay on the field for all three downs He was a former um, slot receiver I was going to ask Gav this actually because I was looking at a bit of Felton today and I was going to ask Gav what, what kind of running back do we want? We haven't really asked this question because we've been focusing yeah, on the high yeah, guys I mean, I mean, uh, there's, I mean, there's the the Stevenson guy, right? The the later rounds, he's like a, got the red flags, but he's 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 built like a, a brick shit house, right? He's like six foot two forty six, power back. Yeah, sort of my my kind of natural instincts would be for someone like that that can just you know punch a hole through the line. I don't know. And I think I think maybe that's where Rich is going with with Harris a little bit in that kind of. You know, we've got you know we've got a, a few scat backs and stuff. It's not really, yeah. you know, it's not we want someone to pound a rock. You know, I mean. That's yeah, like Bell literally was was the perfect back for the Steelers. He could do it all. You know, he could pass, protect, catch out the back foot. Not not to a crazy amount, but he was he was productive when when asked to, and 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 could you know not not explosive runs, but just just pound the rock, and that's what you need. Set up the pass by by running the ball. So I think I think there's a couple guys here actually that I mean I, I like the look of Trey Sermon myself. I think he looks. I know some people are down on him, but I think he could be be that kind of guy, the kind of Bell kind of Bell cow, if you like. And um, so I'm I'm going to be watching him. And the senior bowl for sure. Mm. I, I think uh, Trey Sermon. I was just looking through some of the some of the game stats from the from the clips that I saw um, in the game against Northwestern. He had three hundred and thirty-one yards. <laughs> I mean, three hundred and thirty-one rushing yards is nice phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, I say I saw someone say that if it, if it was nineteen ninety, he'd be around one 
talent. No, no, no questions asked. You know, he's that kind of productive back. But it's just the devaluation of the position. No, I but some other guys as well. Larry Roundtree, you watched him? He's I haven't watched top. Larry Roundtree yet. I couldn't get enough tape on him yet. I've sort of got half a half a section dedicated to him to watch. So uh, I'll be keeping an eye on him over the next few days. Yeah, it's just some of these. It looks like it looks like quite a decent class at the Senior Bowl actually. So I'm quite excited to see some of these other guys I've not seen. Um, yeah. Who's the other one? I was yeah, Khalil Herbert. I've not watched, but I've heard these from what the little clips I've seen. He looks he looks like a kind of uh, speedy bowling ball guy, Dave. Well, I, I was I was going to say there's, there's sort of these um, sort of short yardage. Well, short, it was an issue with an issue that we had last season, right? Or this season, I should say. It was not being able to pick up half a yard here and there. And as much as I love Snell coming out of the out of the draft, it was sort of a bit of an anticlimax this season. I was expecting a little bit more out of him. And going back into the draft again now, I'm I'm feeling pretty high on guys like Kylin Hill. Sort of, I mean, I swear this guy's like part pterosaur or something. He he can, <laughs> he, he can bloody jump over lines, man. He's it's crazy. I mean, I, I mean, he's a bowling ball, and he can t- he's got he's light enough to take off to take off from the ground as well and fly. It's it's amazing. And I, I get that he's not sort of a all round back. He, I mean, he's 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 built he's built like a man. You know, he's he's a solid dude. So he's not going to be able to do what the likes of Lev Bell did years ago. He's not that sort of scat sort of receiving back as well. He's he's a short yardage kind of guy, or at least he seems that way to me. But I feel I feel like that's a kind of when it comes to running back, those sort of situational needs are still screaming for for help right now. So if if there's an all round guy there and he comes up, great. But at the same time, if he's not there. I can see it being a situation where we take that kind of situational back that that is a one-trick pony that just that, that can do one thing really well. And yeah, Kylan Hill's that kind of guy for me at the moment. I know we're early, early on in in the whole process of looking at guys, but I'm pretty high on him as a as a power back at the moment. Yeah, that's a good shot. He's he's another one that um, opted out, but the, the, in 2019 he was first team All SEC, so he, he's no joke. So yeah, yeah I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to watching him as well. Um, we spoke a bit about O-line. I don't know if we got into kind of the, the guys at the Senior Bowl specifically. Um, Leatherwood's at the Senior Bowl, right? Uh, any other guys who, who jump out to you there? Um, as I said, Quinn, and Mo- Quinn Miners, um, the, the small school guy, says it was someone. Mm. Um, he, he seems to be destroying people at the minute. Um, there's a lot of buzz about guys Creed Humphrey from Oklahoma being worn. Um, I've, I've got to say that the, the O-line class at the Senior Bowl, um, Spencer Brown, Northern Iowa, was another one. Dylan Redunds, North Dakota State. There's a few guys who I can see sort of a massive chunk of these guys going in the top 100 picks. Um, I'm just looking here at sort of the the rest of the roster. Um, ben Cleveland from Georgia really, really liked. Uh, Deontay Brown, the, the, the guard from Alabama, is an absolute monster. Um, he's, he's not going to be the sort of guard who'll pull wide of a tackle and and go downfield. He'll just stand there and annihilate people coming towards him. He's a man mountain. I think he weighed in at about three fifty something. Um, he is an absolute unit. Um, there, yeah, there's going to be some very happy running backs who'll be who'll be glad to be running behind a guy like him. Yeah, he's 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 a hell of a lot of fun to watch, man. I mean, I'd, I'd love it if the Steelers charted him. To quote mm. Kevin Keegan, he's um. Yeah, he's a, just a great watch. Not not the, not the best footwork, not the best technical, but just the size and the power, just just blowing guys up. Mm. Great fun. 
There's um, one more I'll just I'll just casually drop. David Moore from Grambling State, another sort of small school guy. Um, again, looking at you, you know, got to bear in mind the quality of the opposition he's facing. But he he's another guy who just sits there and mauls people to death. Um, he's the sort of guy who might not might not be there sort of in, you know maybe maybe the back end of day two as, as a big big maybe but probably more so day three um but someone who could make himself a few bob this weekend if he comes out of it, it was a really really good game i'm i'm kind of in love with david moore right now he's he's an absolute <laughs> beast it's it's crazy I, I mean if you want to see some entertaining tape go and watch his sort of highlight reel because it's that guy is killing guys out there he's absolutely crazy but at the same time if you watch the sort of full length tape He's over committing and sort of he's almost too eager to kill guys that, <laughs> that he that he sort of misses and he whiffs occasionally and just sort of mm-hmm. looking a little, little bit stupid. But at the same time, if someone can focus that enthusiasm and pure raw energy into something that's I don't know, it, it's all there and it just needs focusing. And if that can be done, he's he's gonna be great. I'm I'm gonna love watching this guy, even if he's not done and End up as a stealer. I'm gonna love watching this guy. He's entertaining to watch. It's great. If only we still had our old uh, online setup, you know, mm. to <laughs> mold like defensive linemen into all-star left tackles. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows what they could do with this? But um... so I'm interested. We we, we know that um, if Pouncey does, you know, it's probably wise. Even if Pouncey doesn't, if does does come back, it's probably wise to get a center. There's there's three big school centers, right? There's Oklahoma, Ohio State, and Alabama. Um, obviously Dickerson from Alabama is injured, right? So he's not going to be blue as near. So he's not going to be playing. But have you have you got any kind of what's your kind of ranking on Humphrey, Myers, and Dickerson at the moment in terms of who's who's the who's the what's the top three out of those guys? Um, I ha- have to say Dickerson, I loved watching his tape. I really, really did. Um, but you know, it's it's not just the injury he suffered at the minute. You know, I'm just sort of going through my notes. He had an ACL in 2016, an ankle in 2018 and 2019, and a left knee in 2020. I mean, as 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 great as the talent it is, he's only had one full healthy season. So, how much do you want to gamble high picks on him? And I know there's a massive buzz about him, and I've seen a lot of guys on Twitter, you know, drafting him to the Steelers at, at you know, potentially even the second round. But just multiple injuries like that, and those sort of injuries for an old lineman really, really worry me. You know, lower half injuries are going to cause a massive concern against big DTs. Uh, I. It's probably a coin toss. I'd probably go Creed Humphrey personally over Josh Myers. Um, yeah, not not only sort of can you stick him in the in his position and, and let him crack on. You know, he reminds me like Pouncey in his on of earlier days when he was young enough to pull outside of the outside of the tackles. And um, Humphreys did a fair bit of that of Oklahoma. So if he's a player that we could, you know, if again look at need, if he's one that sneaks into the back end of the first, I'm not going to complain too much about if Pouncey calls it a day in the next few weeks and months. Yeah, he's, he really punches a hole in the run game, doesn't he, Humphrey? And he's got he's like really smooth feet and just looks really technical, just smooth kind of athletic mm. or quick get off. He he he's very, yeah. I wouldn't wouldn't you know I wouldn't if he if he was one. I'd say any of those three actually in the second round, mm-hmm. I, I would wouldn't argue. I think they're all good players. One thing I did like about Creed Humphrey, um, he's a left-handed snapper, which which mm. is just strange to watch on video. You know, it's not something you sort of think about, but. But it just looks a little bit different. It's a fascinating thing to see on tape. Yeah, it probably throws throws the uh, d- defensive tackles off a little bit. I bet it does with timing. Yeah. When you're, cool. look, when you're looking at centres, I mean, are, are any of these lower... Can, there's not an awful lot of centres when I look through. 
are there any of these lower end guys like the like this one for example like drake jackson out of kentucky is, is is are these guys worth any sort of time are they worth any sort of you know are they worth looking into or is, is it sort of you've got to take a high-end guy at center at the moment or there's no point in bothering i must admit i've, ju- I've just gone through my notes here on on drake jackson um and the, the big word at the bottom is sleeper so let's let's not advertise him too much because <laughs> yeah. you know, we, we don't want to get him too popular. Um, but again, I believe he is at the senior bowl, so definitely want to keep definitely want to keep an eye on. Um, you know, just looking through some of the games I've seen him play, Georgia, Florida. So he's you know he's playing against good good positions, definitely able to hold his own against DTs. Um, I wouldn't say he's he's athletic as, as someone like a Creed Humphrey, but. You know, it, it's horses for courses. Do we have to have a centre that you want to pull outside the tackles? Not necessarily. Um, so stick him in the position and just let him sort of crack on from there. I, I wouldn't have any issues with him being picked by the Steelers. Yeah, I, I suppose it depends if you sort of want Pouncy Mark II, sort of slightly more athletic guy. Like Just to, to look at the guy, he is... He's, he's not athletic. He's, he's, a, he's a bigger, bigger centre that's not really... Like sort of free in his movement of moving outside the tackles, like you say. But he's, you know, he, he is good at what he does. I, I do, I do. I remember liking his. I mean, what I've limited amount I saw him, I, I did like it. So yeah. it's interesting to know what what's what's around later on at centre. Mm. Where do you want to go next, Si? Well, I was going to say we've managed to kind of go around the offense in eighty days, so let's end it on, on tight end. Um... <laughs> Now, tight end is weird. I'm not seeing like a lot of high end tight ends at the senior bowl. I don't know if I'm, I'm wrong about that, but um, I, I mean, you're better positioned to talk about it than me. So, who do you like at tight end? <laughs> no pressure. Um, I mean, senior go- senior bowl guy is the one that sort of everyone started talking about at the minute is Hunter Long from Boston College. Mm. Um, and I think I saw some bits yesterday that said based on his measurables, I, I think he's six five and change. You know, he's he's a he's a unit, um, but a fantastic receiving tight end as well I'm, ju- I'm just looking sort of i've taken down notes of, of the stats based on the games that he's he's played and what i've watched you know nine eight and seven catches 96 109 and 93 yards respectively so he's making big gains um he's, he's one of these he's one of these uh, tight ends that sort of will, will scooch from the from the uh, outside the tackle and just sit and find space behind the linebacker you know he's not he's not going to blow people away with yak um you know, like some other guys we've seen in previous years, but he's a guy who'll just sit there, get space, make the reception, get tackled, then sort of continue the cycle on. He's probably the one that sits clear and above um, the rest of the pack. I will I will say, though, a little sne- uh, sleeper that I have, and I always try, and again, let's not advertise this too, this, this too much, but I was a big fan of Noah Gray from Duke. Big, big fan. Um you know, I, I don't have him in sort of a, a rough idea of where he'd be drafted. I don't, you know, I'm not going to say he's a, he's a late day two. He's going to sit in the middle of day three more than likely. Um, but as one who could just kind of sit there as, as a really, really good pass, pass catching tight end, I I would definitely, definitely be be pleased if we picked him up in the middle in the middle stages towards the, the latter part of the draft. The one, the one that caught my eye was uh, Tony Polian. Is that how you say it? Polian, Polian uh, from Virginia, six seven two six five. Um, and he, he kind of looks like a, a just a second tight end, you know, a developmental mm. dude, big body, decent hands, but just just you know, he's not that explosive. But you, you know, you're not going to get that you, you, guy of his frame. You just 
You know, he's just one. He's like contested catch specialist, fight through contact, and decent blocker. That's that's the kind. That's the guy that I want the Steelers to pick up. You know, not not an early rounds guy. Just 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 fill the roster. You know, like a Jesse James. What was he fifth round? Yeah. Just that kind of role. Mm. And I think Hunter Long is is a good blocker as well. I think, mm-hmm. you know, he's. I think he's a good all rounder. Hunter Long. You, you don't get many tight ends these days that are just all rounders. You know, you get these kind of like the Kenny Yaboas that's coming out. You know, this kind of wide receiver, or the Kyle Pitts, the wide receiver hybrid. But you know, can you have, can you keep on the field all the time? Because I can't block. So give give me a hunter along that's just doing everything better than average. So yeah, I'm watching. I'm I'm looking forward to watching those I two totally, guys. I totally I totally agree. I actually wrote his name down for you, Gav, in, in terms of the blocking. <laughs> weirdly enough, but um, yeah, I think we're in a very um, good position with tight end. Weirdly, because I think we have a lot of uh, room to maneuver almost because we keep well, we imagine we're going to be keeping Ebron, right? I would assume. So. Yeah. That means that we have like this position now in between Zach Gentry, if, if he stays around, and Ebron on the roster for that kind of all-round blocking tight end that offers a little bit of what Vance McDowell could do in the passing game as well. Um, and you can get that in, in any round, you know, potentially, if you find the right I think, I, th- I think Hunter Long looks like a stealer. He's got, I'll brand him as that. He just, he just looks right. Got our first uh, stealer star guy. Is that a new thing? <laughs> It is now. <laughs> um, Rich, you've been quiet. Is it any? I don't know how much you've looked. Have you seen anyone on the offense that, that catches your eye? Well, I've just started looking, and I've mainly looked at the uh, the backs in the offensive line, uh, primarily the tackles. But it, you know, I mean, we've covered that or pretty much everybody that I've, that I've looked at. I haven't looked at the defense much at all. But um, I, you know, I just have a feeling that um we're gonna we're gonna draft a lot of guys that we we jump right into a starting position i i really do i have a feeling that this is gonna be you know this last draft was was really good it's a great draft for the steelers and i have a feeling this one's going to be the same way we're gonna we're going to uh slot in a i would bet two or three guys that end up starting do you think that if if you're going to draft a need like that that you need to draft a little bit older than than what the Steelers have done traditionally because they like to go for the young guys I think we're going to come on to one of like, one of the guys I've watched um recently that's older that I've like he's he's already vying for a red star grade from me I'm going to hold off giving it to him yet because I need to mm-hmm. watch the rest of the class but it, this guy is just he's just got my motor running and I just think is that is that something they should think about doing you know could start drafting people that are already got their man body you know I think definitely. I was thinking about this exact thing today because Rich is totally right. I mean, we might need... I mean, it depends what happens to some of the O-line as well with Zach Banner and stuff like that, but we, we could need a tackle, we could need a centre, we might even need a guard. Like, we, we could be all over the place, uh, and that's just the O-line, you know, before we even start looking at running backs and tight ends and whatnot. So, I think that... I was looking at a guy like... Um, what was the name? Uh, I wrote it down. Uh, Liam, Liam Eichenberg? Eichenberg? Anyone, mm-hmm. anyone spotted him? Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know what you thought of him, Mike, but he he was jumping out to me as a guy who was maybe not going to be a first round dude, but but could start right away. Absolutely, I, I've actually put him as potentially um, an early day two pick. But again, tackle needy teams are going to look at a player like that and see five or six go off the board in the first twenty picks and think, Do you know what, I need to jump in here. Again, based on where we're picking, you know, if we pick him at twenty four, I don't think we're going to be playing too much about a about a starting tackle. Um, you know, I would definitely sort of wake up starting day two thinking, yeah, that's a pretty solid pick. I'd be happy for him to start day one. Um, but yeah, and he's yeah, and he's a senior, and that's what all these guys mm. are at the senior bowl. So yeah, I'm with you, Gav. I think that, that we do maybe need to look at guys that are a little bit older, a little bit more moulded, if you will. Mm. 
Do it, do, do it with. Uh, I know we. I mean, the Steelers always seem to take a receiver. I think this could be the one year where oh, they receiver. don't. Do you know how weird is it that I completely forgot about receiver? Well, I think I think that's because in our heads we're set. I mean, yeah, even, yeah. yeah. But let's you know, assuming Juju goes, I, I'd still think there's enough talent on the roster to get through this season without drafting someone. But um, I think we should. I think we should do the due diligence and talk about the receivers in this senior bowl group. Yeah, of course, you have my blessing. Um, so obviously Devonta Smith is like the, the headline, but he's not going to be playing. So uh, who else do you like in this group, Mike? Um, I, there's one guy who's made a lot of buzz as well uh, over the last sort of day and a half. Dwayne Eskridge, the wide receiver from Western Michigan. He is lightning quick. Absolutely lightning quick. And as well as sort of offering benefits in the, in the, in the, in the passing game, I believe in 2020, just sort of looking at what I've written, he did. He, yeah, averaging 28 yards in the kick, in the kick return game. Um, receiving game nearly 20 yards a catch I mean he, he did this guy will destroy cornerbacks and if, if anyone was to you know consider putting a linebacker on him if he played out of the slot well good night because they're just not going to get anywhere near him. Um, I, he's one of those guys that I kind of hoped wouldn't again wouldn't be talked about much but but <laughs> as he's performed so well and more and more people have mentioned him I've seen him even in day two talk um, which you know you tend not to see much out of you know no offence to Western Michigan but they're not you know top of the Top of the or the cream of the crop, so to speak. Um, I, there's a few guys who played sort of in the you know the, the bigger programs. Um, you know your Clemson's and your Florida's. Uh, Kadarius Tony is an interesting one. Have you seen anything of him yet, Gav? Yeah, I watched a little bit of him. He seems he seems like a sort of D, like DJ, you know, Deontay Johnson kind of mold sort of player, twitched up kind of. You know, you could do kind of things. You can put him in the backfield, almost like a sort of Debo Samuel kind of type. Is that what you, is that what you kind of see there? Definitely, definitely. Sort of guy just say, look, it doesn't matter how you get the ball in his hands, just get the ball in his hands. You know, he, he, from games that I've seen, you know, he had a number of rushing attempts as well. Um, and if, if from everything I'm hearing about Matt Canada being very much, a, you know, a sort of a jet sweep option type offense that we might be running going forward. Um, that sort of player, I'm not going to say we're going to be end up getting him at 24 based on our needs. But a player like that is definitely one that I think would, would, would benefit. But he seems to be... Um, pretty electric. I think. I think he's a sort of player that I've seen on a few mock drafts. He's been drafted to Chiefs, and I just roll my eyes. But that, all the, that's all the Chiefs need is another quick electric receiver. Great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Hardman. Yeah. He's, Hill. Hill doesn't beat you. Hardman will. And then the Tony coming on. No thanks. I tell you, no. a guy who I, who's caught my eye, and I thought if Juju does go, he this guy would be the ideal replacement, and that's um, Amari Rogers at Clemson. I mean, like a, a shifty kind of slot guy, but with real toughness, really fights through tackles, makes those sort of hard hard yardage plays we've seen from Juju this season particularly. Um, you see much of this guy? You like this guy? Yeah, sort sort of similar approach to Juju. He's, 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 you know, he's not lightning. Um, he, he's, he's quick enough to do the job sort of stuff, but his, his, I, I thought he was a really, really smooth route runner. Just sort of, you know, it won't blow you away with speed, but just sort of glides across the field um, as a sort of player that, Great hands as well. I thought a lot of receptions, him essentially plucking the ball out with the air. You know, what concerns me watching wide receivers is when you see guys letting the ball come to them rather than trying to be attacking the ball. You know, that's the sort of stuff you see bouncing off their chest and potentially getting intercepted by a DB. Um, but he was one I kind of thought, you know what, if, 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 it, if a team works the right system with him, um, you know, they might get some serious positive play out of him. Um, ACL injury last year in 2019, I just wrote a wee note up, but. You know, he played, a, he played a solid season this year, so that clearly hasn't got any long-term effects on him. 
and I think for him as well, he could be a kind of round four, maybe even. I mean, unless unless he like really, you know, people fall in love with him at the senior bowl and he starts to move up draft boards, he's not going to be an early rounds guy. So he he could be a guy that actually is a, is available for the Steelers when they're just going for players they like and not drafting for need. So that's one to watch at the senior bowl. Definitely, and and given our sort of history of drafting wide receivers later in the you know in the later rounds and then coming off really well, you know, it's that sort of player that I, I think sort of other teams and, and other you know, other people who are focused on the draft when they see, a, you know, the Steelers taking a wide receiver, at, let's say the start of day three, they sort of roll their eyes and say, yep, he's going to be good because that's just what the Steelers do, thank God. And he could be one for you, Dave, where you just convert that Eli Rogers um, jersey over to Amari Rogers. <laughs> Easy as that, eh? Uh, yeah. I'm still waiting for a brown 84. Like, it's going to come. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the only other guy I want to talk about is, who I really like as well is Nico Collins he's just like 6'4 another opt-out guy so he needs to produce but he, he produced with poor QB player at Michigan um, in 2019 and just a, just a big receiver and I, anyone that knows us, our draft chats from last year I love a big receiver um, so he's, he's, he's one to watch that senior bar as well yeah, definitely. Big, big red zone target. And, and as you say, suspect quarterback play at Michigan in 2019. Um, I, I think that really affected their entire offense in general. Um, you know, Donovan, Donovan Peoples-Jones, excuse me, at the Browns. Um, he's another guy who was a really good wide receiver. But with suspect quarterback play, you, you kind of had to sit there and hope that he was going to pan out as well as you think. Um, but Nico Collins jumps out at you because, as you say, he's 6'4". And what I quite like about him, and it's something I try and focus on, is are, they, are wide receivers keen to get involved in the blocking game? you know, uh, on, on running plays. And I'm, I have to say, I was quite impressed. Really, really impressed. So that's sort of someone that you can circle and say, do you know what? If you get him on the field early, you know, you can see some real, real benefits of him, both in, in the receiving game and in the run game. I mean, 18 yards per catch from a guy that didn't have a lot of receptions because of the quarterback play is uh, is pretty fantastic stat to see. So he's, he's got the ability to stretch the field as well as being a big red zone target at six foot four. Yeah, it's good. It's, it's, it, I'd say it's it's sort of mid-round receivers, really, apart from Devonta Smith and Tony, really, isn't it, that, that this this class? But I wanted to ask you, what, what do you think about um, the Alabama receivers? Obviously, we've got um, Waddle and Smith this year, and we had Judy and uh, Ruggs last year. Where, where do you think they all kind of – do you think this year's crop is better than the last, the last two? And where do you put these the two this year? I would – Great question. I, I tell you what, if you were sort of combining the two together, so you've got sort of Devontae Smith and Jalen Waddle versus um, Jerry Judy and, and, and Henry Ruggs, I'd probably put this year's crop uh, uh, better. Um, I loved Jerry Judy, actually. I was a big, big fan of his. Henry Ruggs, you know, does what he says in the tin in terms of his speed. You know, we all sort of knew that that his lightning speed was going to attract someone, and God bless the, the soul of Al Davis. <laughs> um, drafting him in the first round the person thought that was a little bit of a stretch but there you go um, but Devonta Smith I, I think is, is phenomenal absolutely phenomenal and, and Jalen Waddle is a shame he, he got injured and, and you know we didn't see much of him this year um, but he's another one sort of lightning quick great grey hands break tackles and is gone um, so I'd probably argue you know this season's crop of, of Alabama Royce receivers would trump last year's um, and again it goes back to the point you mentioned about Mac Jones you know what what that what that means for him um, at the senior ball. Mm-hmm. And then and then what about the, the top three guys here? So we've got those two. So we've got Waddle Smith and then uh, Jamar Chase as well from LSU, who is an opt out as well. Who who wh- where would you rank those three, or is it still still yet to be decided? 
Um, it, 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 well, it seems bizarre that you'd put a wide receiver above a wide receiver who won the Heisman. Um, but I, th- I, I think Jamar Chase for me is, is wide receiver one. I, I think he is absolutely phenomenal. There's, there's very, I'm looking sort of at my notes, thinking, okay, as much as I like to talk about the players' positives when I put notes together, um, you know, I'll kind of comment on areas where that player might, um, might you know, look for areas to improve. Um, but even, you know, even for a wide receiver like that, that's a, such a solid route runner, fast, great hands, you know, he'll get involved in the running block game as well. You know, he's, he, he might not be the most accomplished, but, he, you know, he hustles himself and that's something you want to see. You know, it's ultimately, it's not his number one strength. Um, but for someone to kind of get involved in that, you know, I'll always get that a big, a big tick in the box. But he's, he's you know, once he gets off the line, if, if you're not, uh, you know, right on press coverage to him and you give him a little bit of space, good luck because he just absolutely tears across the field and with such great hands and with that speed, you know, his, his ability to go long is going to be phenomenal. Whichever team ends up taking him is going to have an absolute superstar on their hands. You know, uh, with 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 few needs, uh, few teams needing quarterback at the top of the first, you know, it's a case of you know where will he fall? You know, potentially someone like Philadelphia, for example, could be in it, could be in for a, a top wide receiver like that. But he is he is a class above. He he would probably be number one um, if he came out last year as well. I mean, I, I think in in his, his last season he was twenty touchdowns or something like that, like crazy amount of stats based on sort of twelve or thirteen games. Yeah, I mean, what a crazy team with Jefferson as well. Bonkers. Oh, one of the best for a long, long time, that LSU team. Yeah. Cool. Right, I mean, do you want to move to the defence side? Yeah, well, I mean, I, I was going to ask you specifically, Gav, what, where are we on defence? I suppose a lot of it depends on how much Mike has got up to on defence. I, I tend to agree where I go offence first and then defence tends to fall into place for me later. Um, it also feels like we're more needy on offence this year. That is a big mm. part of it, yeah. yeah. Um, so so how, how deep have you got into the defence uh, of the senior ball, Mike? Are you confident enough to talk a bit about it? Um, I, I'll be honest I've only really just started I've sort of looked at linebacker a wee bit um, and sort of made a start then on some of the safeties that are there so I'm only a handful in mm. there so I wouldn't be able to give a sort of glaring review across the board um, and I, you know as, as, as you mentioned with the Steelers not having a vast need I sort of said you know what I'll tailor it towards our, our needs up front yeah. and then sort of work on D at a later point in the year that makes sense which linebackers do you because I've watched a couple which, which linebackers have you watched um, about a dozen or so. Chaz Surratt is it? Chaz a fascinating one because you know you you hear about players who transition from position to position. I mean, he used to be a quarterback. How often do you see a quarterback go to a middle linebacker? Um, yeah. You know, for someone who tries to avoid hits nonstop to now someone who's trying to trying to lay them on other people. It's a, it's a fascinating. Um, Fascinating transition for someone like that. Have you had any look at any of the guys, for example, I'm going to butcher his name now in a minute, Jer- Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa? I hope I've said no, that. No, that was, that was, that was, that was <laughs> Say that I again haven't. three times fast? Yeah. No, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't. I, I, he's one He's one on my list, definitely. i tell you who, the, the guy I've watched and I'm intrigued by is Jabril Cox, who's at the senior bar, the LSU guy, who is an interesting watch because he seems like amazing in coverage, but just... Just, just shies away from contact, and it kind of, it kind of makes you think. What well, the, the skills he's got? You know, he's making picks. He's he's closing down tight ends and receivers, but just he's not a thumper. He's not great at setting the edge, and he's just not physical. And you just see him. You got you know, he's one on one in the hole, 
and 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 a player will just you know like a quarterback doing a run or a running back will just run into him and just bounce off him and, and just carry on and he'll just fall over and the guy's a big guy like he's he just needs to i don't know what it is he's just like contact's not his thing like he just needs to be more aggressive or something but you watch him in coverage man and he's just he's awesome and i just what i just I just think oh the steelers would love him they could really do with a player like that can just shut down tight ends and just you know you just play him as a sort of joker in the in the defense you can kind of you know crash him down or play him deep he 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 looks really good. So just interesting to see how he does at the senior bowl. See if he gets blown up. I, I don't know. It's tricky for the the linebackers at the senior bowl because they just get exposed. But um, yeah, he's one. He's one I'm going to be watching. Yeah, they're asked to cover the running backs in drills, and and you know as quick as some of the guys are when you're asked to go something against these lightning lightning running backs. You know they don't stand the chance. Um, Cox is that interesting one because you know you watch so many linebackers and they're big thumpers you know, tackles for loss across the board, but you just wish they were a bit better in coverage and, and tick both boxes. And he's one of the few guys on the opposite side of the spectrum where actually, I, I, you know, in coverage, he's been quite decent. But as you say, when you start to get into the physical elements of it, he, he, you know, it doesn't really hit as hard as some other linebackers that we've seen. He doesn't look like a linebacker, does he? He's a big boy. Like he's a big, tall, lanky, got a great length. He just, uh, he's strange. I, I don't know if he was... Was he was he a safety before? I don't know. He's played um, safety and cornerback apparently. Right there you go. So maybe he's a guy that you could just play, keep out there in nickel and just move him around and put him out wide and and play him in safety. So you know, just don't ask him to defend the run. I mean, I, I'm feeling quite high on the guy at the moment. I, I'm I, I sort of put linebacker as being quite high on my as a list of needs. I don't, I'm not don't think everyone agreed with me because just no, I did. I was with you. I was with you well. Thank you, thank you for your agreement. Um, it's just like it, being so exposed, particularly on in the season for depth. It was it was really concerning, and I don't think it's going to be. Uh, I, I, well, I hope it's a higher priority, but I don't see it being a higher priority. But someone like Jabril Cox, I, I'd I'd be really excited seeing him as a Steeler. It's like you say, he's he's not a, a physical sort of Vince Williams kind of linebacker. He, he is a he's uh, more of a coverage backer, but he. Man, he, he's a ball hawk. I mean, we we got a, we got a team, a, a defense full of the ball hawks. I mean, the Fitzpatrick, etc. They're just guys that can pick off and just they can read quarterbacks so well. You got having imagine having a defense full of those guys. I'm I'd be I'd be so excited about that. I mean, just 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 watching his his tape and how he he sort of responds so well and maybe that part of having played safety and cornerback has has helped him in that regard. You know, he's he's got the size though. It maybe just needs a bit of, I don't know. Does he need to spend a bit of time with Vince Williams? Yeah. <laughs> There's another guy as well. I don't know if you <clears throat> a bit a bit of a sleeper dude, Garrett Wallow from TCU. Um, similar kind of converted safety coverage guy. Did you get? Did you watch any of him? I haven't got there yet. No. What what's he like? He's, he's similar in a way. He's, he's not, you know, not amazing laterally in, and, and, and going forward, but just seems to make plays great in coverage. And yeah, I, I like the guy. I think he's, I think he could, he could, he's one of those guys that could, could make a, a big showing at the senior bowl and, and end up going a bit high and getting a bit more talked about than he is. I just think there's, there's things in his game that, that a team like the Steelers need. So I think I, I like it, you know, for a later rounds guy, he could be someone, you know, six round pick or something that, um, you could see, you know, like an LJ Fort kind of kind of guy. Mm. You know, not you know, maybe maybe not so valued, but actually plays an important role, like Mark Barron or whatever. Mm. I, I don't think he can get enough 
linebackers like that that yeah you're not going to pick them in the, in the in the top picks but a solid guy who who will you know make plays on special teams for example and and you never know with with an injury that comes in they might have to see some starting time unfortunately i'm just reading now he uh, unfortunately he tested positive for covid so he won't be able to play the senior ball which is a shame oh well just, oh really i didn't know that. yeah oh, it's just shame. just the last i think i think this morning it just got announced actually just having a look at it now which yeah which is quite a shame um, I oh, thought they well. had sort of clean sweep on on COVID tests at the at the senior ball, but you know yourself, these things happen at the minute. Oh, well, there you go. Maybe he stays a deep sleeper and a bit. He just can get him as a drafted <laughs> free agent. <laughs> no, hopefully. I'll mention one other name just because, although he's listed down as a DB and a safety, um, I, you know you tend not to come across safeties who are six foot four. Um, and again, is another guy whose name I'm really going to struggle with. Um, uh, the the safety from Florida State, Nazilla Redeem. Nazilla Redeem. I'm glad I'm not the only one who thought there might be a bit of an issue with the pronunciation there. I, I just he was a fascinating guy because he was phenomenal in man coverage, and you know he was asked to do quite a lot of, at, at Florida State in terms of, of playing a two deep safety, um, you know dumping him in the box, putting him in line with tight ends and stuff like that. And he's the sort of guy that. He's not gonna. He's not gonna have a position. I don't think he should be just lumbered with. Oh, he's a linebacker. Oh, he's a he's a safety. And I don't use the word tweener. Um, but you know, the sort of guy who's essentially a hybrid position. You just put him in the middle of the D and say, look, you go find your player. You go find the ball. He's a player. Another guy I'm really, really fascinated to see more of. Um, just just with the size, you know, he's lightning quick for a guy at six foot four as well. I mean, there's there's, there's not a pick on him. Um, you know, he's, he's, he's sticked in, but he does move really, really well. Um, opens up his hips really well, backpedals really well when a man coverage. Sort of guy I'd love to see as a stealer, personally. Yeah, I mean, I guess this depends how, how they feel about Jordan Brooks, isn't it? Um, it's that kind of position. But then I, I'm just not against how the, how the Steelers have drafted wide receivers over the last few years and just always taking one. I feel like that maybe they should just always be taking a DB, you know, like every year. Um, so he's, he's, yeah, he's another guy. He, he, was he an opt-out? Um, just played two games. Right. Um, I'm not quite sure if he, if he opted out per se, but yeah, he didn't play much in 2020. And unfortunately, had an ACL in 2019 as well. I think the two might have been, perhaps might have been linked. So he only got a few games in, then decided to call it, call it a day in the season. Yeah. So what about um, pass rushers? You got any, any I mean, the, the guy that I've, that, that seems to be, Leading the way is, is Carlos Basham, and I, I've got to say, I watched I watched I think three games of his, and I was just kind of meh. I don't know. What do you, what do you think of that guy? Um, do you know what? I'm glad you mentioned him because I haven't done much pass rushers yet, um, and he was he's actually the last player I did this morning um, to keep an eye on. So I'm really glad you mentioned him. I I sort of quite liked him. Um, I, I was listening to a podcast this morning and they were talking about where best would utilise him and, you know, he's a big unit. He's a big L boy. And, you know, he they sometimes got the approach that maybe he's trying to do too much, you know, trying to spin around the airs, trying to dip low and he just hasn't got that ability. Um, so potentially he's, he's that sort of outside defensive end hand in the dirt to essentially say, see that tackle in front of you, just go through him. Just absolutely go through and benefit in the run game. You know, smother the pocket for maybe you know an outside linebacker or a blitzer to take him take a quarterback down. Um, really, really active hands as well, and and his engine didn't stop. Um, he's another guy quite looked quite looking forward to seeing. You know, Wake Forest again. It's it's not a college that jumps out as as you know big time. I know they play the occasional big game. I watch his tape against Clemson. Um, you know, a sack 
a tackle for loss and a, and a, and a pass defence as well. So he's that sort of guy that you'll see put his hand up when the, you know, if he can't get to the quarterback, he will have the nose to, to put his hand up in the air and try to bat down a pass. I sort of have him as a day two pick. I haven't really emphasised anymore. Like, is he, you know, leaning towards the, the top of that day two or the latter part of it? But he's definitely one I've sort of earmarked as as, as quite a quite a good player. Um, the only other edge player I've watched uh, to date is Gregory Russo from Miami, but he's the sort of middle of the first round that everyone's really spoken about. Um, he he seems to be a serious talent. Um, Fifteen and a half sacks in twenty nineteen. He opted out of twenty twenty. But that's going to be the fascinating part of him. He's only started one year. Um, and yeah. that one year was fantastic, don't get me wrong. Um, you know, just looking at some of the games, he had four sacks against Florida State. I mean, how, you know, how often are we going to see talented yeah. guys rock, rock off numbers like that? And he's six foot seven, so he's another massive, massive guy. Um, it's just whether a case of a team can balance that raw talent that he's got um, with the physical traits he has too. Have you managed to see him at all yet, Gav? I haven't watched him too much, no. He's one of the ones I I'm going to get around to him. But i tell you who I put the tape on. So what, what I was getting up with Basham is, you know, he's, he's at Wake Forest. Mm. And I, I turn on the tape and I, I, what I expect, you know, a highly touted draft pick to, to jump off the tape for me and get be excited and be involved in every play. And maybe it was just the games I watched. Maybe maybe um, I heard his, his, his sort of 2019 tapes better than his 2020. But I, I don't know. It didn't, it didn't excite me. But I, I turned on... Um, the Patrick Jones tape from from Pitt, and and that did get me excited. But then what I really got, I noticed the other guy on the other end of the line, it was just destroying the the defenders, uh, the offensive line in front of him, and that was Rashad Weaver. And mm. I, I just think both these Pittsburgh um, Pitt Panther uh, edge rushers, or, or whether you move Weaver inside, I think both those guys are, are really exciting prospects. I, I, I don't know if you had a chance to watch either of those two, but they're both at the senior bowl. No, I admittedly haven't yet, but I'm, you know, I remember hearing a lot of positivity months ago about the, the Pittsburgh pass rush and not knowing fully um, kind of who those players were. I kind of, I kind of, we'll, we'll, we'll pick that up later in the season sort of thing, but I remember hearing a lot of buzz about them. And I think Rashad Weaver had a bit of buzz with them even yesterday sort of thing on some of the drills with the O-linemen. So definitely looking forward to seeing some of those guys. Yeah, I just paint a picture. So, so Patrick Jones looks a little bit like a skinnier Bud Dupree, right? He's got the dreads, he's got the length, he's kind of athletic, he's got the kind of bend. Maybe not quite filled out, so he hasn't got quite got the power. Um, and I think in the Miami game he watched the, the tackle owned him a little bit, but he st- was still making plays. Um, but then in I watched the Illinois the Illinois game, and he was just he was just getting to the quarterback. He was pushing defenders back into the quarterback, making it, it was a great game to watch, really exciting. So kind of an athletic speed rusher. And then on the other side, you have got Rashad Weaver, who's this like hand fighter kind of scrappy dude that just goes forward using. It's, it's not pretty, um, mm. but he's kind of he's six five, um, and and just he just he's just like an excellent like run defender like his his game's all about the run d and just he just tosses people away just gets people out of the way and then he's, he's he's in the quarterback's face as well so he can rush the passer um but it's just it's just not that kind of bendy twitched up explosive pass rush that you kind of want from a high-end um pass rusher so you think could he could he be like a sort of three four end and you look at the the, the measurables six five two seventy i mean he's if, if he wanted to make that transition, that would be he would be awesome. I mean, just the, the technical kind of hand skills and just kind of scrapness, scrappiness of those two. So that they're two, I'm really excited. And the fact that they're they're both from Pittsburgh, you know, they're playing in the same building as the Steelers. They're going to know all about them. So I think that they're they're two to sort of keep an eye on as we go forward. 
Definitely. Would, would you consider Weaver sort of a, a, a better version of Basham then? Um, I, I, I haven't really slotted them out. I, I, I definitely preferred both of those players over Basham, but I think mm. the consensus is that Basham's above them in, in the kind of draftnik community. But just mm. for me, I, I'd put both of them. I'd, I'd go with I'd go with Patrick Jones on a kind of developmental, you know, athletic. In, in, you'd probably see his 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 progression like Dupree, and that he's not going to make an impact straight away, but he he could get there. And then Weaver, you could just see him sitting behind to it, and you know, just doing that kind of role, or just disrupting, disrupting, you know, in the middle. Whereas Basham, I just saw saw as I mean, I guess he he was more in the kind of James Harrison sort of role, you know, like coming off the edge, kind of thick bodied, mm. you know, good pass rush moves, but. I, I just didn't see him making the impact that I wanted to. So he kind of fell down in my estimations when I wanted to like him. You know, I, just, I kind of heard about this mm. playmaking pass rusher, but, you know, I, I need to watch more. Maybe it's just I watched some bad games at Basham. I'm looking forward to seeing the uh, the pit tape now. Really looking forward to seeing it now. Cool. Anyone else? Anyone? Any other rushes you've you've watched? I haven't got there. That's that's the sort of the extent of the, the pass rushes that I've seen yet. How about, what about you? you, Dave? Dave, you seen anyone else? I haven't. I've pretty much looked at running backs and O line so far. That's as far as I've got with my limited time. All right, cool. Uh, any, anyone else you want to hit, Mike? Just on D as in itself. Well, unless you want to hit kicker. I know. I know. Simon's probably <laughs> thinking. Of, I know Simon's got his plan to take. Who, who, are, the, who are the, the specialists at the senior? But I haven't looked yet. Well, we've got I did, a uh, gone. I was going to say I did see someone have a pop because uh, one of the teams has two long snappers, um, which I mean, fair play. Don't not see the need, but fair dues. I'm sure one of the teams has two long snappers, but I, I, yeah, I haven't got the kicker and kicker or punter tape yet. That would probably <laughs> one, be one, one of those long snappers is called Cameron Cheeseman. Oh, so uh, you well, know, he's I mean, with, the, with the food links on this podcast, I think we can all get behind Cheeseman. <laughs> if he if he doesn't get picked by Green Bay, then what what what's the point? Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess I guess some other some other noticeable uh, notable defensive players that I've I've just had a quick look at was uh, Elijah Molden, who's a kind of slot safety hybrid. I'm looking forward to watching he does because he's kind of a playmaker. Um, you know, not the fastest, not a kind of lengthy corner, more a kind of more like a sort of almost like a more more a better coverage Mike Hilton. You know, just a really smart zone zone corner sort of safety. Yeah, he, he, you know, great, great reads to QB. You know, you see him like make break on the ball or just 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 hand players off in zone really well and just kind of make plays. So he he's one that I think the Steelers could be looking at. Another one I like is Aaron Robinson. Don't know if you watched that guy. Another another slot, but they they blitz him a lot and he's great and run dude. You know how the Steelers like they value a corner that can play in the run game. So Aaron Robinson is another one. And then uh, and Marvin Wilson, who on the on the on the D line. Um, it's sort of fr- slightly frustrating tape in a way that you kind of think he's going to be better than he is, but he's got like the thickness. Um, you hear, you read the reports that he was kind of, you know, meant to be touted as as good as Derek Brown last year, and they were kind of neck and neck, and then dropped off. But you still see it on tape. I I I still th- see the kind of the yeah, as well as the frame, just the burst and and the kind of the the pressure he's putting on on an offensive line. So he's another one. I think, you know, you could, you could, you know, if Alu Alu, you're looking for a replacement, you could go Marvin Wilson. So he's another one I'm going to be watching. I'll have to keep, I'll have to keep an eye. 
Um, yeah. you, you mentioned you mentioned Aaron Robinson. He did. I, I did notice a couple of plays um, only because I was watching Richie Grant on the other side of the field. The <laughs> the safety from Central Florida. Yeah. Um, yeah, I quite like him too. I know safety isn't our biggest need at the minute, but but sort of. Uh, although the, from what I've heard, this isn't a you know a top top safety class in terms of you know top twenty twenty five picks. Um, that we're going to see a safety, but he's sort of one. I think people have touted potentially, you know, top three in terms of the safety class, maybe dipping into the the, the top end of day two. Um, yeah, have to say, big big fan of his. Versatile player, all over the field, go deep, play press man, um, blitzing as well. Couple of games with tackles for losses. Uh, the games I saw as well, pass breakups, interceptions, fumbles. You know. Although we don't go off stats, it is always nice when you do scout a player and you see them make impact plays like that, and and you know hope that some someone like that can um, can bring that game to the pros. Yeah, I think I think this safety class is is kind of sneaky good. I think mm. you know there could be, like you say, there's no kind of blue chip talent, but it's, it seems like the safety position is getting a bit kind of disrespected recently. You know, there's quite a few good ones on free agency, and and there seems to be quite a good ones you could get on day two here. So I, I wouldn't be against picking one of these guys up because. Although we like Terrell Edmonds, or at least what he did in last last season, I still think there's you know room for picking up and just filling out the, that, those DBs with with skill players. Did did we like Terrell Edmonds play? I'm only I'm only joking. I did. Only, yeah, 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 I, did, joking. I, did. I, I think <laughs> he progressed nicely. You know, it's, it's, do, are they going to pay him? That's that's the question, I guess. So if you if you mm. if you can draft a guy to be you know developing behind him, and you think you know, oh, maybe we'll just let you know Edmonds test the market somewhere else you know you, I think that's a, that's a wise move to make isn't it mm. rather than being forced to pay him definitely definitely yeah no I was only uh, he's, he's definitely had a much improved year I think um, wasn't it wasn't it a bit of a horrendous stat that he had at a point he had no career interceptions but but his brother Trey Edmonds did on that fake punt return against um, trying to remember who we played at home um, they attempted a fake punt. He intercepted it. So his running back brother had more interceptions than he did playing D, which I thought was, you know, would have made Christmas dinners at the family household a little bit interesting. Yeah, I feel sorry. I don't feel a little bit sorry for Terrell Edmonds because I think he's he was, you know, he's a developmental project and he's he's played his role well. I thought, you know, last season he didn't play well in the last game, obviously, but um, I still I still think he gets a lot of a lot of. You know, shit dumped on him maybe unfairly. Yeah, he, he doesn't help himself because in moments when people are watching, he tends to do things that make people upset. <laughs> and then for the rest of the time, he plays well. Like you know, he had a great season. We didn't stop talking about it all year, and then he completely whiffs on that tackle in the playoff game. And now that's all anyone's talking about. So yeah, P- poor dude. Um. Okay, is is that the defense gap? Have you got anyone else? I think well, I'm good. I don't know if Mike's got anyone else. No, likewise, I'm good as well. I'm looking forward to um, looking forward to getting involved and seeing more of the D players over the next few weeks. Cool. And I'm going to put you on the spot now, Mike. Right, and and feel free to tell me to to get lost if you don't want to answer this question. If there were three guys, you know, if someone's just pulled up, you know, Billy McSteelers fan, and he's 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 zoned out for the last like 45 minutes, and he's just he's just listening to my voice now. He's heard my voice, and obviously his, his ears have perked up. Um, <laughs> and, and, and what are the three guys at the senior ball on Saturday that you would say look out for these guys? We'll be talking about them next week. Okay, I'm 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 going to stay with Quinn Miners, the the small schools guy. I'm going to say Michael Carter, the running back from North Carolina, and I'm also going to say Hunter Long, the tight end. I think those three guys I'm fascinated to see. You know, they're they're making a lot of balls already, um, especially Quinn Miners. 
Um, so I'm fascinated to see how they get on. Um, can I have a fourth and, and pick David oh, Moore from Grambling State on. as well? Go on. Yeah, go on. I'll have a fourth <laughs> then, please, and go the, go the guy from Grambling State. <laughs> awesome. So keep an eye out for those. I'm assuming that, um, Gav, you've made note of those so that we can come back to it next week. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Gav. Um, <laughs> the, the local scribe. <laughs> um, cool. Well, thanks so much for that, Mike. It's much appreciated. And, and hopefully um, you can join us for some position groups or something uh, later down the road. Um depending on who we do and, and what interests you the most as we get uh, past the Super Bowl and into the proper off-season. Um, I'm sure you'd be a, a much help to us uh, <laughs> when it comes to looking deeper into some of these larger position groups. No, that, not a problem at all. And, you know, it, it's going to be fascinating, of course, as soon as free agency hits. You know, That's when we really find out well, where the, mm. the true need's going to be for the Steelers. So, um, no, that sounds really good. Awesome. Um that just leaves me with uh, one place to go, Gav. Four large donuts, kids. Everything on them. Do you want onions on your set? I do. Plenty of onions. Now, Dave, do you want to tell the listeners why you've abandoned them this week? Well, I um, <laughs> I, I have a very busy life. I, I don't always come up with things. You know, my, my my mind is often elsewhere. So yeah, but well, basically, I'm I'm bereft of ideas. But bas- but I, actually, this is a bit a bit kebabby. I'm interested to find out who McSteeler fan is. I, he, he sounds like <laughs> he sounds like a very interesting kind of guy. I was I was you know. <laughs> I had to resist resist temptation to sort of go into the whole Monty Python thing. If I were a very good friend in Rome, be called. What, what was it you said, Robbie McSteeler fan? Robbie McSteeler fan, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I, I imagine he's like a window cleaner with a transit van, and he listens to this show as he drives around. He sounds like an interesting kind of dude. I, I like the guy. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I'm bereft of ideas. So, but I was told previously that Sai was itching to get this this thing out of his head—a a quiz, apparently—and I, I love a quiz. I love I love making quizzes. I I love taking part in quizzes, so I'm I'm chomping at the bit. What what's going on, Sai? Okay, well I'm tag I'm tagging in. This is either going to be great fun or it's going to get real old real quick. So we'll play it by ear. Um, I've called this the I was workshopping names um, during the show while I was trying to think of what I was going to call it. I was how much is thirty seconds of my time worth? The ego quiz. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So now the other, I'll give a bit of backstory to this, right? So you know my housemate, the guy that I live with, he his mum is uh, getting married in a couple. Uh, well, it was supposed to be a couple weeks. It's been, it's been postponed now, but that's a whole different story. Um, and he was like thinking, what should I get as like a wedding present? And uh, she really likes meatloaf. So I told him, why don't you go to that website where you can get like video messages from celebrities and see if meatloaf's on there. Anyway, long story short, he is. And he ends up getting this 16 minute long video of meatloaf rambling. 16 right. minutes? 16 That's minutes. Wild. Yeah, it was wild. I was like, I don't even know who's, how. Who's going to be the, the first one of us to get one of those requests? I'm guessing you, sir. Well, I was going to say Rich, because actually, Rich could actually go at it. Have you had any of these? No, I, I, I don't think I'd be interested in doing that. I think you could do it, What's Rich. The, there's, a, there's a price for everything, Rich. What's the cost? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, it depends who it is, I guess. If it's some kid, you know, or something, I'd do it for free. But, uh, I don't know. I Yeah, I've never even considered it, really. I'm I'm still considering doing some shows. Uh, maybe I'll do that, but I don't know about this other phone thing. <laughs> Good guy, Rich. Good guy, Rich. 
Um, <laughs> anyway, so is everyone familiar with Cameo then, the, the idea of what it is? Mm-hmm. So yeah. it basically you go on, right? There's a bunch of celebrities on there. You know, there's actors, there's athletes, there's everything, singers. And the idea is that they will record a message for whatever you want, right? So it's someone's birthday or someone's getting married or, you know, whatever. It's just a pep talk. Um, I'll tell you what, my, um, this, this, this says more about my family than anything, but my, my, uh, my sister-in-law got one for my brother, uh, their fiancé, sorry, uh, she's a fiancé, they're not quite married, they were meant to get married this year, they obviously got delayed, um, but she paid for a guy that reviews board games on YouTube um, to, to give my brother a little personalised message, which, which I've watched, and it's pretty funny, man, Wow, pretty funny. Who, yeah, who was know. it? Because I, I have a friend of mine who reviews board games on YouTube. Uh, that would involve me. <laughs> Digging it up. He's an American dude. Oh, it's um, not. Yeah, it's, it's not him then. It's, uh, I know a guy from Salford who does that. It's how not many, quite as glamorous. How many guys who review board games are on Cameo? What's going on? Oh, <laughs> there's, it's a big, there's a surprising amount of guys. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, it's a big scene, man. <laughs> These videos mostly are around thirty seconds long. Now they vary because they can do what they want. Really, the celebrities like Meatloaf says, like at the start, he wants to do like a long thing, so you know that's his prerogative. But most people, because they can get away with it, will do like thirty seconds, and it'll be a quick sort of message. Now, this came to fruition for me. I was at one of my friends' wedding. They got Kevin Bumgartner, um, who plays, uh, what's his name, in The Office. Uh, mm-hmm. The guy who drops the chilli. Uh, oh, what's, what's, what's the character's name? I can't name? remember his name. Yeah, I can't remember the name of the character. That's going to annoy me now. But anyway, it turns out he's like the highest earner, and he's earned over a million dollars, or $1.5 million, I think, on Cameo. So, um, anyway, what what I've got here is, I started off originally because I noticed, as we were looking for Meatloaf, that there was actually a specific Pittsburgh Steelers page on Cameo. Um, so I start, I thought this would be a great idea for a quiz. I, I, I'll write down how much each of these guys charge, and you guys can all guess how much you think 30 seconds of the, their time is worth. This is Simon's <laughs> social media corner. As, as a reference point, what's the average going so, rate so, for, right. a, for a cameo? I knew you'd ask that, so I've got some information here to help you out. And I also want to point out, I got a bit carried away, and there's significantly more people than just Steelers players now. Um, because, because I was going through and I was like, oh, that's an interesting one. So we'll see how, we'll see how many we get through. Now, for context, I wrote, I've got three pieces of information for context. Drew Brees charges £562.50, Okay. How much? I'm guessing that's wow. because of the exchange rate, right? Now, well, so it's, well, probably, we'll, it's probably we'll $400 or something, is it? We'll get to that. Yeah, that is probably a, a rounded figure in dollars, yeah. But uh, unfortunately, I've got everything in pounds. Now, Richard, does, he come and cook, does he come and cook me tea as well? Does he <laughs> make, me, make me a brew? <laughs> wow. <laughs> but Drew Brees, is a, Drew Brees is an all-time you know, star quarterback. This is a guy whose time is valuable, Dave. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, now... As, as a, like on the other end of the spectrum, to give you some context, my red star tight end from last year, uh, who spent his year on IR for the Seahawks, Colby Parkinson, charges eleven pounds twenty-five. <laughs> okay, Jeez. so room for growth. So Drew Brees five hundred sixty-two pounds, Colby Parkinson eleven pounds. Okay, and especially for Rich, because I thought this might be unfair for Rich, I went and got today's conversion rate. Um, a hundred pounds is a hundred thirty-six dollars. So I'll, I'll let you work that out in your brain, Rich. Well, we're just we're gonna do it in pounds, though. Uh, well, I only have pounds, unfortunately. I don't yeah, have fine. what it is in dollars, so you're yeah, gonna have to guess in pounds. But but know that, yeah, yeah, it's... know that roughly every one pound has thirty three extra cents on the end. No worries. So, I'm gonna list off some names. We're gonna have to do it kind of quick fire, I guess. But um, Gav, can you keep score? Uh, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Everyone, give me a, a a cost, a price that you think that this is gonna be 
worth. Well, not what it's worth, but what you think this person thinks they're worth, if that makes sense. So, so the, the celebrities themselves set the prices? Yeah, exactly. Right, okay. So, you know, that might that's the trick of it, you see, Dave. You might think that X person isn't very valuable, but they might think they're valuable. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I like it. I like it. So, everyone give me a number when I give you a name, and then whoever's closest gets the point. Okay, we'll start with uh, we'll start with a bit of a, a classic one. Terry Bradshaw. Mm. Okay, who's going first? I, I feel like he's not as clued up, maybe, or maybe he's got people in his ear. <laughs> I reckon he's not as money savvy as as he could be. Yeah, he's not as clued up on what's going on with this. Um, so I'm going to guess around the sort of. Uh, 250 mark. Oh, Dave, that's exactly where I was going. <laughs> oh, I'll go 300 then. Okay, 250, 300. Rich? Well, I mean, he does have an agent that takes care of this stuff and managers and stuff. So um, I'm going to go 600. Okay, 600. Oh, wow. And Mike? I thought I was going to take a punt and say around 225, 250. Um, you know, he has got four rings, but he does a lot of TV time as well. So maybe he's got a bit more... Uh, bit more of a savvy agent than we're giving them credit for. So what are you going for? Two, 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 five, do you say? Yeah, I'll go two, two, five. Okay. Okay, I think, I think Gav wins it because Terry Bradshaw charges £375. Hmm. Oh. Yeah, I think I'm closest, yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. That means I'll go first next round. How about that? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, we'll do that. Yeah. Okay, now this is an interesting one. Um, not Steelers related, but do you guys watch... Um, uh, oh, maybe this might be exclusionary. Actually, maybe I should just tell you what this one is. You guys watch um, uh, what was it called? The one where the woman had the pencils. Uh, what's it? What's that show called? Um, the football show in college in JUCO. Oh, I've totally hatched uh, this up. Oh, what's, uh, what's that show called? Uh, Last chance you. Last chance you. Thank you. Yeah. You guys watch Last Chance You? Hmm. Yeah. You're talking about the attractive lady that. Um, well, the... not her. But do you remember oh. Ronald Dolly, who was on the Raiders practice squad? He was also in yeah. uh, Hard Knocks. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'll go seventy-five dollars. Uh, no, nah, give him, give him a tenner. A tenner. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't make a team. Bear in mind. <laughs> That's exactly my point. Yeah. He didn't make a team. Rich? Give him a tenner. Um, I got fifty bucks. Fifty bucks. Okay. I'll, I got 20 quid. I have absolutely no idea who you're talking about. <laughs> oh, so. you, know, you never seen Last Chance You? Actually, I knew somebody wouldn't have seen it. Uh, go watch the first season of Last Chance You, Mac. It's good. Okay. No, I'll have to. Roll Dolly charges £37.50. Wow. Rich? Rich nailed it. I think that's. Okay. Yeah, I think so. All right. Okay. Rich is up next. Okay. Avery Williamson. Mm. How much do you think Avery Williamson, recent trade target of the Steelers? Uh, I'm gonna go a hundred pounds. A hundred pounds, okay, Dave. Um, I'm gonna half that. I'm gonna say fifty. Okay. I, don't, I don't. I don't feel like it's. Does he have what right? Does he have to charge hundred quid? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mike. 25 quid. I have no idea. I'll go even lower. I'll half that. <laughs> I'll 25 go, I'll, quid. I'll go, I'll go 150. 150? Wow. So Avery Williamson, pretty competitively priced, I think. £37.50. Wow, Mike. 
<laughs> I think the word competitively priced is doing a lot of heavy lifting there. Really. <laughs> okay, okay. Another big name. Another big name. DeAndre Hopkins. Go on, Mike. I'll, I'll go. I'll go a hundred. I think it's high. I'd say three hundred. Three hundred from Gav. I'll say four. Four. Ooh. I'll split the difference between Gav and Rich. I'll go three fifty. Three fifty. Well, Gav's nailed it. It's three hundred exactly. Oh. Huh. Is that yeah, he's, point for he's, he's got his finger on the pulse. <laughs> you always ask for the bonus points, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> he's got the app pulled up right now as we speak. No, that would be that would be evil, man. I'm not doing that. I think a, a good one to go after D Hop because it's kind of a similar vein, right? In terms of like quality of player. Tyree Say there's 35 of these. No, we don't have to do that. I'll, 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 don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. Okay, okay. Tyreek Hill. So, oh, he's a big name. I'd, I'd say at uh, the, the, the moment. He's probably more. He's probably. I'd. I'd probably be pushing four hundred. Four hundred. Okay. Dave. Now, in in these videos, they say anything <clears throat> that you ask them to say, right? Well, you know, they kind of come up with their own message, but you give them a bit of a, a prompt, like you know, it, it's Angie's birthday. Can you wish her a happy birthday? Blah blah blah. Right. Okay. Um. Why aren't we paying? Why aren't we paying some Steelers to do some like stings for the podcast? Like if Avery Williamson, what is, what is he charged? Twenty-five <laughs> bucks. Sure we can get the club together and yeah, pay let's, for let's get a few shout-outs here. It's a um, great idea. For Tyreek, after Tyreek Hill, I'm going. What do you say, Gav? Four hundred. Yeah. If Drew Brees is, is charging five hundred pound, I've got to go five. It's got to be pretty equal, right? Five hundred. Okay, Mike. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go a touch on uh, over Hopkins and go three fifty. Three fifty, Rich. Four seventy five. <laughs> I think Dave's got it. Tyreek Hill has the cheek to charge five hundred and sixty two pounds fifty. And let me tell you, let me tell you, I watched some of these videos by the way because I was like, what are you people getting for five hundred pound? These are like seventeen seconds, and the dude is just talking about he, how he's a cheater. Like this is not good. <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> um, okay, I'm gonna jump back to some. Steals. I think we should go for like you know like we should try and uh, like like Dirty Red for instance. A few years ago would have been a good guy. Like one of these like special team captain kind of dudes. Okay. Let's get Jordan Dangerfield. Let's get a shout out from Jordan Dangerfield. I'm I'm willing to put in some money for that. Well, I've got one for you, Brad Wing, former Steelers oh. punter. Oh. <laughs> I had to track uh, down a punter. Dave, you won that round. Uh. The people still think about Brad Wing. <laughs> Brad Wing um, does. Brad Wing does regular on on the reg. Um, I go. I go forty pounds. Forty pounds. It's a low ball rate. Um, I think. I think maybe he's got quite a few Australian fans. So I'm going to go seventy five pound. Okay. Rich. Twenty pound. Twenty pound, Mike. Yeah, I think if I paid a tenner, I'd expect to get some change back, to be honest with you. <laughs> but I, to, to keep it a round number, I'll go a tenner. Well, you've nailed it. It's £11.25. Uh, okay. So you have to be rich. You went too far away. <laughs> between, between us, like, we can afford a Brian, Brad Wing shout out. Yeah, I think right. so. But this might be yeah. more attractive for you, though. This might be more attractive for you, Gav. Xavier Grimble. Oh. Mm. You want a little Xavier Grimble shout out for the podcast? How much is that going to set you back? I mean. 
Right, it's Mike going next anyway. It's Mike going. Okay. Uh, uh, 20 quid. It can't, be, it can't be much more than that. Yeah, I mean, he's got a following in LSU, right? But not much of a following in Steelers. Hmm. I'll go 15. Uh, I don't know. I mean, whenever I hear the word Grimble, I think Grumble. And I just sort of go, uh, whenever I hear his name. Um, I, I, I want to say £2.50, but that'd be a bit low for the guy. <laughs> I feel bad. Free. Um, it's totally free. Did the guys do it for free? Do people do it for free? No, some we people do, do it for a dollar, but... Um, I don't know. Yeah, it's 25 and that's a stretch. <laughs> Rich? Uh, that's what I was going to say. So I'll go twenty-two fifty. <laughs> Xavier Grimble, believe it or not, charges £45. Pounds. Whoa. Oh, Dave. Wow. wow. Okay. They dropped an F-bomb there. Wow. How many more rounds we got to endure of this? I'm go- <laughs> I knew you'd hate it. I'm, gonna do- <laughs> I'm just going to do the Steelers ones, right? And then we'll- they'll let you off. All right, all right. Uh, okay. So, Sorry? I don't hate it at all. Go. How many more rounds do we have to endure of this? <laughs> well, you know what? Hearing that Tyreek Hill charges, what What was it, £560? Yeah. You know, for £560, I will get you laid. I, I, will, I will pick you up. <laughs> I will go out of my way. I'm not sure we're, we're legally allowed to solicit um, uh, on this podcast here, Dave. As enticing and attractive as you are, I'm sure not, that we've been swooping at the radio. Not with me. No, no one wants to do it with me. Don't, who am I kidding? I, I will go out of my way to big you up to the lady you really fancy. I, I, I'll, I'll go out to her house and bang on the door and get this guy. You want this guy? I'll do that for you, five hundred sixty pound. Jeez, wow! And this guy's what recording a sixteen-second video. You said, mm-hmm. yeah, saying nothing. Wow, that's 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 obscene. <laughs> what an odd service that you've opted to provide for five hundred sixty pounds. Um, right, well, think, think think about that, right? Ty Hill is 560. How much is Rod Woodson charging? Oh, man. How much would Jason I know, I know Jason. J- yeah, Jason. Let's just think about Jason. He's, he's already counting his... He's, he's got his pound notes out. He's he's, uh, he's chewing up a bit. And he's got all his money. He's earning off of his new web store on the Facebook group. Shout out to that. It's quite an achievement. Yeah. Um, who, who was up for this one? I think you. Was it me? Um, if it, if it was Jason paying it, I'd, I think he would pay anything. I, I don't think there's a number that he wouldn't pay. Um, I'm gonna go with four fifty. I'll go three hundred. Okay, Mike. I'm gonna go three seven five, but. Instead of saying three seven five, can we quantify it now that he's worth one Terry Bradshaw, and then that's that's now how I want to use currency going forward. If I have to pay, if I have to pay for anything in my life, I want to pay pay it in one Terry Bradshaw. <laughs> I, I, I can see you in like a bidding hall going one and a half Terry Bradshaws. <laughs> and, and 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 not a Xavier Grimble more. No, no, no. <laughs> Oh, that's tickled me. Rich. Rod Woodson, ah, one of my favorite all-time Steelers. Um, I'm going to go 250 Okay, it's actually £131.25. That is cheap. Jason, yeah. book him now. Rich, you take it. And that, and that 
ladies and gentlemen, has tied the game across the board at two apiece. Wow, that's interesting. Are you <laughs> suggesting that I do one more to see who wins? <laughs> well, that would be fairly equitable. <laughs> oh, I have so it now. Um, okay, okay, here's a good one. Here's a good one. Okay, Zach Banner. Oh, that is a good one. For Steel and Nation, mm. that's, that's a big price. Surely. He's got quite a following as well. Rich, you're up first. Zach Banner. Um, 65 pounds. Okay. Dave? Um, I'm sure I, 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 I would pay a ton, I think. That, that's uh, 100 pounds. 100 pounds. Mike? Um. I'll, I'll go 50. I think I think Western Pennsylvania might want more, but I'll go 50. I'll go one, two, five. Okay. Drum roll, please. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I'm banging on my desk. I believe, unless I'm mistaken. <laughs> that's, that's, that's close. Unless I'm mistaken, uh, and I'm not great at math, so I'll, I'll, I'll go to the judges to confirm. I think Rich has won it because that banner charge is seventy-five pounds. Yeah, yeah, that Rich has won. Well done. I come from behind victory as well. You were trailing and suddenly you've taken it. You know, you know when to produce. Well done, Rich. That's two weeks in a row. Rich has come back and won these quizzes. I'm getting a bit suspicious. Mm. Yeah, he always wins these. <laughs> Already <laughs> <laughs> disdain in our voices. Um, hey, but listen, go go and go and check out some of these because you can actually watch like old cameos that they've made for people like on the website. Uh, they're so funny, some of them. Like I was watching um, a lot of uh, it was Wade Phillips is on there. Oh yeah, that was good fun. Like trying to watch Wade Phillips make these videos. It's especially fun with the people that aren't like maybe like phone savvy. Can you can you like do requests so like we could get I don't know Vince Williams to read out a load of tube stations that are particularly tricky from the English language? <laughs> could we could we do that? Maybe I don't. That know. That would be awesome. <laughs> Leicester Square and all that stuff. I, I I'm gonna do, I, I I'm I know you're gonna get mad at me, but I'm I'm remiss not to do this because there's some interesting ones I think just just ones that are like wow I wouldn't expect that price. Yeah, go on, go on, go on, fill us in. Scott Hansen charges 112 pounds. Ah. Oh. 60, 60 minutes of commercial free Steelers podcast starts right? now. I bet he says that every time, right? Yeah. <laughs> Hugh Jackson is on there, charging £45. I'm not such a bad OC. Uh, Dave's boy, Dion Kane. Do you, do you want to guess at that one, Dave? How much would you pay, Dave? I mean, I'm not that in love with him. Tw- <laughs> £13, pound, £13.25? I'd say 45, 45 quid. Yeah, £56. Yeah, and Jalen Samuels is sixty-three. Wow! Now, how crazy is it, right? That Jalen Samuels is sixty-three pound, and Steve Smith Senior Hall of Famer is sixty-five. Really? Yep. He's bargain. Benny Snell is sixty-seven. You know all, all these prices, and yet none of them have offered you offered to get you laid. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's bit of Randy, right? You, Dave? I know it's getting close to Valentine's Day. It's not. It's not the right time or the place, surely. <laughs> No, I'm just it up, man. in the current company. The the absolute worst one, and I'll leave it here. Um, and I'm going to put this in context, right? Megatron charges 135 pound, right? Megatron. I, I that's thought you'd charge more than that. Yeah, right? that's what you think, right? How much do you think Josh Norman charges? Oh, he's got to be oh, through the roof. His ego. I mean, maybe it's, maybe his values values arrowed down, but um, 
I don't know, probably like three hundred and fifty dollars or something pounds rather. Seven hundred and fifty pounds. Oh, he wow. obviously doesn't wow. do it. Which is the same as Sean Payton. <laughs> so. I mean, is he, is he like a really funny guy? Oh, is, is he, does he like do some really like? I mean, to be fair, I think Zach Brown is a he's a funny dude, right? He's he's got a sense of humour. I'd I'd happily pay to to hear him read out like like Gav says, like tube stations or something from the phone book. I'd, I'd you know as a sound drop for for the show, it'd be great. But I don't know you, you, if you're charging something extortionate and you i don't know you, you you've got to have something about you right but but you honestly you get so little like literally these are like 30 second clips if that sometimes like it's mad it's such a weird like and i find it so strange because it's almost a bit awkward sometimes watching them you know because like <laughs> it's like you're being paid to like hang out with someone almost for 30 what's seconds. the most expensive person who's the most expensive on there uh on the site is um uh, Tom Cruise. I, I, you know, I know. What, what's Bruce Jenner called now? Sorry, I don't know the name. Caitlyn. <laughs> Caitlyn Jenner Caitlin? is a thousand dollars. That's that, that's the most expensive. Whoa, oh, God. Why so, would you? That's, I mean, it, it, not not just her, but why would you pay anyone a thousand dollars to give you a message? To just surely that's just price too high. No one's going to pay that. But, but at that point, you're in superstardom, right? And people just want to be acknowledged by a person like that. I think, and I think yeah, that's fair. actually thinking about it, that's probably like weddings and stuff, right? Yeah. You pay like a thousand dollars to get a, a personalized wedding message. Yeah. Oh, jeez. I'm, I'm very quickly going to go through the only Steelers ones I didn't use. Um, Mel Blunt, three hundred and thirty-seven pounds. Rich, tempted. Could... Thinking about it. Thinking about <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> uh, think, think about this. Jerome Bettis, three hundred pounds. Ooh. Oh. Um, I mentioned those, uh, and the only other one. Oh no, two more. Darian Gray, who just left. Thirty pounds, and Arthur Moats eighteen pounds seventy five. Arthur oh. Moats, a forgotten, forgotten you member of the crew, that, right? Yeah, you charge way more than that. Oh, and and if you want it, Adidi Kinkabwala fifteen. Fifteen. Well, I could bring some kudos to the show. Yeah. So there you go. That's that's the quiz. I'm sorry that um it was so horribly boring for you, Gav. I did. I no, did it wasn't boring. No, 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 no. I was only jesting. That was good. That was interesting. It's food for thought. And don't be surprised if you come back next week and the show is littered with star-studded ex steelers <laughs> <laughs> We're all going to do a whip round right now. Yeah. <laughs> you know who'd be popular on there would be Jack Lambert. Yeah. Mm. How no, much is I, he? You can get him up. I, I would. I might pay for that to get a message from Jack Lambert. That would be cool. Have a look on there. There's, there's, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't copy down every single name on there. So take a look. I don't. I can't remember who else was on there. Oh. Yeah, I don't have time to do it now. Is you don't have to do it now. I mean, <laughs> I mean after the show, <laughs> post show. Okay, um, let's wrap it up. There, I've gone on too long. Um, thanks for joining the show, Mike. Uh, is there anything you want to you want to plug? I don't know. You want you want people to follow you or not? I don't know. I mean, Gav was funny about this for a long time. Um, I mean, yeah. Feel free to follow me on Twitter if needs be um, at Cambridge Paddy. Um, you did you did ask me about that and wonder. Um, you know, when I, when I first moved to over to England, we we originally moved to Cambridge. So um, I said, well, okay, I need some sort of name or username, and I'll just put two and two together and put, well, I'm a Paddy living in Cambridge, so oh. Cambridge Paddy works to start. So um, yeah, give me a follow if needs be. If needs be. Do, 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 do you ever tweet out any of your draft rankings or anything? Um, not necessarily the rankings, but I will sort of. Drop a couple of drop a couple of draft bits now and again. Absolutely. Cool. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll follow you, and uh, I look forward to seeing what you put out. Likewise. Likewise, Gav. 
Cool. cool. So follow the show at UK Steelers Pod. Follow me at Cy wrote this Gav at GM Boom Up and Rich. Uh, at, no, not Rich. Dave at This Is Dave Hart. Don't follow Rich at This Is Dave Hart. That would be greatly disappointing. You'll uh, <laughs> come up very disappointed. I can guarantee. <laughs> Do follow Dave if you've got any nefarious nighttime activities that you want to uh, indulge in. Just tell me, tell me who it is that you you really like. Pay me six hundred fifty pound, and I'll, 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 I'll pick up. you up. That's already gone up. <laughs> what was it? <laughs> Five sixty, six hundred, six hundred quid. Round it up, right? Six, six hundred pound. Well, it is a valuable service, uh, mm. <laughs> right? Okay. <laughs> uh, and follow Rich on Instagram at stunt underscore Batman, uh, and we'll see you next week where we'll uh, talk about the Super Bowl a little bit more, recap some of the Senior Bowl stuff, and uh, and crack on from there. See you later. Cheers, guys. Bye. See ya. Bye.